don't officially know when it starts. Uh, here we are with uh, DadBod D&D Presents Community One-Shots. We have all these lovely people you can see around uh, itching to play some Dungeons & Dragons tonight. Uh, and I'm ready to have them. It's going to be a great time. Uh, before before we get into like character introductions, I'll give uh, the DadBod spiel. We are DadBod D&D. You can find us anywhere on the internet at DadBod D&D. Uh, you can check us out on Twitter. If you want to be in one of these one-shots, uh, join our Discord. The link is down below. Come in and uh, in the chat in Discord, exclamation point, I want in, all one word. We'll put you in the secret uh, room of one-shot chats. And that's how you get in the game. Uh, yeah, it's in the, in the Twitch chat as well. Ha or exclamation point, I want in, if you want to be a part of these one-shots. Uh, I think this is like the third or fourth one we've done with uh, people from around the world and community, uh, the D&D community. And they are great every single time, and tonight is going to be no less. Uh, you can catch Dadbot D&D every Friday night, uh, 8.30 Central, playing Waterdeep Dragon Heist. We have a podcast on Thursday nights. That's kind of hit or miss, but, uh, you know, you might catch us there. Uh, there we are. That's it for me. I want to go around the horn here and get kind of some character introductions. You can tell us where to find one. Tell us your name. Tell us where we can find you on the internet, if you ch so choose. And uh, give us an introduction to your character, your character's name, uh, kind of what they look like, character, uh, the description, and maybe their role on the ship, because this is nautical-themed after all. And we will start with Cole, if you want to uh, give us a rundown. I'm Cole. You can find me at Cole Moriel on Twitter. Um, I also hang around with Variant Rolls, a very cool community as well. Um, they also do one shots and things, uh, so check them out. Um, also, Hats, Cats, and Clerics. I'm the community engagement person. And tonight, I will be playing Tarragon Andriel, a tiefling monk is the captain of the ship, who should probably not be the captain of the ship, but... <laughs> His average height, uh, he is missing his left arm. He does not like shoes or shirts. Nice. Thank you, Cole. Uh, Doug. All right, I'm Doug. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ddug88. Um, I will be playing one Merrick Talden, a gnome rogue. Um, I am the first mate on the, on the ship. I also probably have no business being on the ship and will hopefully not get everyone slaughtered. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> we, uh, I, I sure your, your crew members hope the same. <laughs> uh, next, we'll go to Corey. Go and introduce yourself. So I'm Corey. Um, you can find me online basically anywhere. So Instagram, Twitter, Twitch as Ink and Ignorance, um, where I paint miniatures. I do some gaming, um, but mostly it's my art stuff. Uh, the character I'm going to be playing is, uh, I'm looking over here because that's where you guys are, but the character I'm going to be playing is uh, Warwick Crow's Nest Davenport. So he's a taller dude, 6'1 ish, you're going to say, kind of a broody looking dude. Um, you know, rough five o'clock shadow constantly because he shaves with his knife basically when he has time, pulled back ponytail, and uh, he's the ship's bosun. So he's uh, the guy in charge of kind of making sure that everything's running tip shop, tip top, and uh, knows the place inside out. Nice. Thanks, Corey. Uh, Steven the Demon, go ahead and uh, introduce yourself there. Hi, I'm Steven. 
Uh, you can find me over at the Oddball Show on Twitch. Um, I'm playing Rips Feisman, who is the surgeon of the ship, and they're all alive, so you know I'm doing a real good job. Um, I think that. What did you did you want more info? I think I think uh, that's pretty, yeah. You know, give me a description of what uh, Rips oh, right. might look like. So, so I, as a surgeon, it's my job to make sure that everything is very cleanly. So I make sure that I am completely shaven at all times, and I mean every piece of hair. I don't have eyebrows, I don't have a beard, I don't have hair. My armpit hair, just shave that right off every morning. I make sure that I'm good to go. Uh, uh, you all made me have a cat for some reason, and I make sure that he is also shaved completely, because I don't need cat hair in all of my surgery. Um, so that's what I'm, that's what I'm dealing with. <laughs> Good. I, I think you and Warwick, uh, spend time together <laughs> shaving every now and then. All Hell right. Yeah. That leaves, <laughs> that leaves Miles. Go ahead and, uh, introduce yourself and tell us about your character. Uh, hi, I'm Miles. You can find me uh, on Twitch at, uh, Kevin Gnome Dwarf. Uh, I just mostly play Hearthstone. I'm, addicted to the game please send help uh the, <laughs> I, this is not a drill i i might have to go to rehab um <clears throat> you can also find me on twitter at friendly kobold uh, i do i write dnd i play dnd phrase blah 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 uh, i will be playing durutar comma burke and he is a half orc uh standing at a six four uh, his hair is a, a is a stark white. He's a young half orc, however. His eyes a piercing yellow. His skin a very uh, a nice green color, uh, not too bright, not too dark. Uh, he is a barbarian, and he has a scar that goes from both of his arms into his chest, and uh, what he claims to be a lightning strike. And that is all he has ever said about the matter. <laughs> all right, good mystery cook i just kind of make things and I'm not terrible because i use actually fresh ingredients oh nice all right so that is the crew of the danty manty uh it is a sailing ship uh their mascot here on the danty manty is a manticore so on this ship the the mass is it the masthead i don't know any ship term so uh you know don't hold it against me but the masthead up of up front, the figurehead is a manticore that is uh, that is at the front of your ship. Uh, like I said, this is a sailing ship, so you do have. Uh, there are a couple different levels. There are three levels of the ship, and then there are like two uh, decks, I would say, at the the front and the back. Um, but here we are. Let's get the opening narrative going. So you guys, this group, this crew, has been out uh at at sea for about 12 days now on your current adventure and you are uh currently the sun is a few hours from setting on your 12th day at sea your bodies are in a rhythm with the sea you are one with the ship you're one with the crew the ship is making quick time and are by all calculations another day out from uh where you know the sunken ship the smiling leviathan to lay rest at the bottom of the sea there you know that you will find what you are looking for, the apparatus of the crab. The mysterious contraption once owned by the wizard Morden Kanan. Um, and it has been sunken at the bottom of the sea, and you are tasked to go and retrieve it. What would you guys like to do? So the, the sun is setting. It's starting to get a little... Uh, during the daytime, it's rather warm, uh, and, and you do get sweaty. 
Uh, that's an inside joke from earlier in the chat, but you do get uh, a nice glisten of sweat. Uh, and as that sun starts to set, it does get a little chilly if you're up on the up on the outer deck of the of the ship. Um, what would you guys like to do? Well, <clears throat> Merrick Talden shall be strolling the deck, um, just kind of surveying everything. You know, he's not entirely sure what he's doing or you know, what he's supposed to be telling people to do. But every now and then he'll bark at him and really, oh, you there. Climb up to the top of the mast and just keep wandering, do that sort of stuff. All right, yeah, just keep in general order of some of the other the other crew members, okay? Yeah, and I'll be walking around with him, actually doing my rounds as the bosun, making sure there's no damage from the day. We didn't catch any heavy waves, and and you know, just assessing the the general shape of the boat to make sure there's nothing to be done tomorrow. Good. Everybody else, what what are you doing? I'm going to sterilize all my tools with seawater. <laughs> all right. So, uh, uh, Rips, your uh, medical cabin is actually in the in uh, the lower deck, and you have a nice corner all to yourself. And in that cabin, you, you have different hooks and shelves on the walls. They're all holding these medical instruments that you are, you are sterilizing with the salt water. Uh, you have jars of, like, bandages and, and different balms and tonics. Uh, you, there is a jar of leeches up on that same shelf, uh, and and you do keep this very very clean, very uh, sterile as you can, uh, being in the mid level of a, a sailing ship. I, I sit there and I look at my favorite scalpel and I go, perfect. <laughs> do you you are you polishing with a scalp? Uh, well, I, I only kind of have one hand available because I'm a puppet, so that was me polishing it against my face because this is oh, really gotcha. hard to do. Gotcha. The limits of the one-handed. <laughs> yeah, you're telling me, dog. <laughs> All right. Uh, Miles, you're... Not Miles. <laughs> That's your real name. <laughs> Duratar, sorry. Duratar. You're, uh, you kind of make way... You're, uh, kitchen if you want to call it that is in in the very bottom of the uh the ship in the hold mm -hmm. uh, you have a nice little setup you got a, a little burner there that you can make a fire and you can you can boil you have a little prep station uh what might you be doing at the end of the night uh on the ship uh, i would most likely be preparing either the supper if we have not eaten that yet laying out uh, some breads and yeasts in order to rise for tomorrow's meal. Okay, nice. Captain, what might you be doing uh, as the, <laughs> the sun starts to set? Um, Kind of, like, looked over the map and gone back up to the top and saw um, Merrick and Arwick ship. I want to sneak up and I want to take my tail and poke side of the shoulder, but then stand on the other side. <laughs> and you're doing this to Merrick or Warwick? Merrick. <laughs> Hello. Oh my goodness. It's happened again. Why does this keep happening? Oh, Captain, there you are. Good evening. How's everything looking here? Uh, it's looking very very fantastic isn't that right warwick tell her tell her so far so good uh, i haven't seen any issues from the day's work everything seems to be just fine it was a fairly clean day of sailing clean 
good. Uh, we should be arriving. Perhaps we should. Our plan is sleep. Before we go to sleep, we should talk about how we are going to retrieve this thing tomorrow. Yes, Captain, of course we should. I agree I... with whatever you were saying 100%. <laughs> At this point, Darutar comes up from the bottom of the deck, and he, right outside, uh, like right where, uh, down into the ship, there's a little bell, and he just, just, I'm, a, I'm assuming that giant tray of food. And uh, so, in on the main deck next to the captain's quarters at the back of the ship, there is an uh, officer's kind of uh, dining hall. I imagine you would take it to there and, and, and people would maybe follow you on it. Of course, Merrick follows the food. Uh, Warwick, I'm quite tired from walking around the ship all day. Will you please pick me up and carry me there? <laughs> That's an odd request, friend. It's the first of its kind from you. What is this on? Your legs seem to be working just fine the last couple of hours doing our rounds. Well, Rick, I don't have time to tell you about the ship's hierarchy yet again. I will just tell you right now that I need to be carried. As a medical professional, I will confer that he does, in fact, need to be carried. <sighs> Thank you, Rip. Smile at him, nod, and go, good luck making it to your quarters, and I take off. Uh, uh, <laughs> Come back! Oh, shoot. Troubling bothers me, and Drutar just picks you up by the, the scruff of your neck. <laughs> this is fine. Just this is fine. Sighs, just like the like a parent just sighs. Just another day down in the mess. As a medical professional, that's not okay. <laughs> Rip, save me. I follow behind, laughing to myself. <laughs> I'll bet you five gold he breaks his spine. Awful I... bet to make. Why would you say such a thing? So you're going to take the bet, right? Bop him on the back of the head with the tail and keep walking. <laughs> Work yeah, in the background overheard it as he's heading to court and goes, I'll take that bet! <laughs> yeah, you will! <laughs> I did. Derek, guys... there is ten gold in it for you if you do not break my spine. <laughs> There's twenty gold in it! Never mind. Guitar. <laughs> we'll see. Ooh. So you guys file into this uh, this dining hall for the uh, kind of some of the crew, the the higher echelon crew. Uh, you take your seat, uh, Duratar. What what are you what are you serving tonight? A very unusual type of creature, and I have its senses, and I have cooked it for all of you. Pulls out uh, a bowl, basically, of what would. The equivalent of a squid. Read about one of these creatures before. It looks like a squid, a jellyfish, and a bug had a baby. <laughs> it's a bugger. You're feeding us buggers. And it's over this. Um, it's over a very nice, fluffy, moist uh, bed of rice, and there is a purple sauce on top of it. You don't know what it is, but it smells good. I just poke it and go, Oh, darn, if only I wasn't a vegan. 
of this veganism. <laughs> Merrick will pick up this uh, creature that is on his plate of food and say, oh, this smells absolutely delicious. Quick, Durotar, what's over there? And hopefully he looks and he's just going to fling it over his shoulder. They eat it. He's not really picking. He does not move. Not e- what is over there? Durotar, knowing his surroundings like a keen warrior, just stares at you. <laughs> just chucked it dead ass while he's looking at you. <laughs> yeah, sure did. Just threw it. It's Looks gone. behind where it splats and just says, I'm cleaning that up. It's up. The captain. Require captain. Oh uh, no, this is lovely. Thank you so much. Kitchen clean up. Hearing cut out one more time and he says Eat the food. <laughs> Hearing Terrigan closes the door threateningly. <laughs> Upon hearing Terrigan's kind words for the uh, the chef and his creations, Merrick sheepishly gets up, goes over, picks it up off the floor, and pops it in his mouth. You immediately taste a... Um, it's kind of rubbery. The tentacles are very rubbery, but it's, it's not that bad because whatever purple sauce that is kind of makes it dissolve a little bit in your mouth. What really gets you is the liquid inside the tentacles. It's, um... Describe it as if uh, you if you took liquid candy blender with some fish and then actually uh, like it, it's, it, it makes your lips pucker not terrible because the rice kind of dilutes the taste a little bit better it's like vaguely it vaguely tastes like chicken Oh. I take the piece off Rip's plate. I'm gonna slide you the whole plate and be like, you know what? I'm just gonna hope a seagull lands on board. <laughs> uh, thank you, Rips. You're a kind-hearted individual. Uh, Sir Rips, I thought you were, uh, vegan. I flip-flop. Uh, on, then. Most of you know, I don't have, uh, the most experience with oceans. Does anyone have how we're going to get to sunk? Captain, you, you do uh, you do raise an interesting question, and in, in my expert opinion, we should do whatever you think is best, of course. I'd say we just take someone, tie a weight to their feet, and throw them aboard. I volunteer as tribute. Not him. He's my favorite. I do not volunteer as tribute. Perhaps one of these expendable crew members I've heard so much about would be willing to undertake a job for the good of the crew. Well, I was... Experience with magic or anything like that. We could put like a bull on their head. <laughs> it doesn't really fully encompass... Things important. Now, now, Captain, hold on. He's on the right path. What if we take a fish bowl? And put that on their head. Might still. What get... if we just? What if we just tell him to hold his breath for a real long time? Um. So Merrick, you know that down in the armory, uh, you are the only one that has a key to it, and you kind of keep inventory of this uh, armory. You know that there are a few items down there that will help aid in any underwater adventuring 
that this party may have to undertake. You know that there are, um, get to that part in my notes here. You know that there are some potions of water breathing. Okay. You know that there is a, a cloak of the manta ray down there. And you know that there is a helm of underwater action uh, <laughs> that you've kind of like gathered in your travels just to kind of help you in these situations where you do need to go underwater and, and uh, try to uh, acquire things. So there are these things down there for you. Uh, so putting a bullet on somebody's head is not totally necessary as you do have some of the means to, uh, to make it, uh, underwater. All right, fine. <laughs> Captain, if you're insisting, Captain, if you're insisting on a reasonable solution, we do have a few items down below that might help us a little bit more than the fish. Okay. That's a relief. I was starting to, uh, worry that fishbowl was going to be our only option it's a strong option don't get me wrong please please now captain hear me out Uh oh. <laughs> i don't even think we know a lot of these fellas names and when we pull into the next port i'm sure there will be waves of people just ready to hop onto the ship who came back with treasure so you know if we lose one or two here or there what have we gained what have we lost I pull a couple of crew members that are on the top deck and bring them over and go, what's your name? My name, my, my name's B Billy. And, and, and as yours? you're looking at this, as you're looking at this person, it's a, like one of the, the youngest crew members you see looks to be about 14, 15 years old, just kind of some fear in, in the eyes. Uh, they were just kind of sweeping up and around as you grabbed them and pulled them in. And the second one, do you say, what's your name, my friend? Uh, you know my name. It's uh, Madfish. And he he takes his pole and he, he flings another another uh, fishing line out in into the ocean. Uh, and you know Madfish as the uh, the salty old guy that he he's he's the one getting all the fresh food and these uh, these underwater findings for um, Duratar and, and the kitchen. Of and course, our, our friend Madfish, like. How could I not remember your face? And I look back to Rips and go, I'm sorry, friend, but your argument is invalid at this point. Hold on now. Uh... Now, how many other Billies are there in the world, you know? Now, now a mad fish, that's a one in a million catch, but Billy! <laughs> well, uh... Billy, I'm just not seeing any... I don't know. I think I could find a 16-year-old who could do twice what you could do. <laughs> Right. First of all, slowly opens the kitchen door. My goal here as captain is to make sure that everyone comes out of this alive. Aww. Anybody. Then the goal of the ship to shall be to make sure everyone comes back alive. Of course, Rips, protect Billy. Yes. <laughs> as the surgeon, it's my job to keep most of you alive. <laughs> Uh, and as this interaction is going on, uh, uh, Terrigan, you can see Billy kind of eyes are fluttering in your direction, like scared and nervous. To the kitchen, I'll on the door. If this is more information about your veganist ways, I do not wish have anything um, on the sweeter side of things. And he goes over and he says, he points to you very, very fervently. 
after the uh, the cooker and pulls out a bucket of halfling candy. Munch, but... And I will give a gracious bow. Be like... And I will walk back over to Billy for a moment. It's the candy way shuts the door. <laughs> While she's off getting this candy, can Merrick walk over to Billy and just hold his hand and just start whispering, you know, it's all right. It's all right. We won't actually hurt you. It was just a goof. Uh, I, I, I hope not. I am. I'm, you, I, I don't, I don't have any skills putting what? me down there. Yeah, Billy, that was the point. Why would you admit that you don't have skills on track to save your life? I mean, under skills to be underwater. I mean, I, I take care of the ship. The ship, the deck is clean like this because of me. He has many skills. He's good with a broom and a mop. I've seen him work around the ship. I've seen his worth. He's not expendable. Not at all. And you, you can see Billy make contact with uh, Warwick and just kind of like uh, a non-verbal thank you. Back and say, follow me for a moment. Is that, is that to Billy? Yeah, so Billy kind of releases her hand from uh, Merrick's and, and makes his makes a way over to towards you. So you can't you can't let them put me down under the water. I can't do that. I no, absolutely not. You will stay on the ship where it is safe and dry. Don't let anything happen to you. Don't you worry. Thank you, thank you, Terrigan. So, a little secret for you from the kitchen. Hold out the hand. Mm -hmm. What? And is it is it wrapped? Yes. Unwrap it and put it put it in her mouth. It's like it's like candy. We had some on the ship, but don't tell anyone. Okay. I, I will. I will not. So sorry, was was that off to the side, or would it would have been possible for any of us to have seen that happen? And off to the side. Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine kind of backs turned, and I'm gonna I'm gonna turn to Doug here real fast. All right, Doug, you know what? Heart to heart. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have gone after the 14 year old. That's on me. You know, maybe maybe old Rips got a little excited. I say we find us a 15 year old and we try again. Rips, you don't need to go for the 15-year-old. We go for 14 and a half and we're fine. You know what? I like you. I like the cut of your uh, jib. Thank you. I'm <laughs> also quite sure that shipmate Doug is really happy about what you're saying. But... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you oh, yeah. Merrick. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Merrick. Yeah, Merrick. That's all right. My God. So as this conversation is going on upstairs and uh, Duratar, after uh, the captain came down and requested some other food, uh, you notice in the corner of your your kitchen um, a fire kind of break out that is quickly becoming out of control. I immediately grab the flour and throw it onto the fire. Damn it, Billy! <laughs> it's Billy's fault. Oh, yell! There's a fire in the kitchen. Stay on your guard. And he just throws the flour as much as he can 
with uh, fire. Yeah, so you kind of taking a sack of flour and you put it on there. It starts to get the edges of it, but it is starting to move up. And uh, Captain Terrigan, you do hear this call for uh, fire out there. I need, we're going to have our first dice roll here, guys. Uh, I need, oh, okay. I need the captain to just give me a general intelligence check to kind of uh, get people moving around and, and where they need to be. Uh, Merrick, as first mate, I need you to either, you have two options here. You can give me an intimidation check or a persuasion check to kind of urge people to get buckets of water or just, you know, intimidate them into doing it. That's up to you. The uh, captain's the, making a face I don't like. <laughs> hold on to it. Realizing that her intelligence is far too low. <laughs> uh, Warwick, I need you to give me a strength check as you're kind of muscling things around and as the bosun trying to get things in place. And then uh, Rips, unfortunately, there were a few people that did get some burns. I need you to give me a medicine check. All right, I'm going to go ahead and roll charisma, I think. I'll just All try right. and gently persuade people. <laughs> My bad, we're back. All right. and First one, buddy. <laughs> what, what do you got, uh, Warwick? Oh, he's... Oh. It's... Yeah, the curse continues. Strength check, just straight strength? Yeah, straight oh, strength. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, buddy. What do you got? Seven. Uh, Merrick, what do you got? I rolled 27. Ooh. Slightly oh, better. my God. That's slightly better. <laughs> Chaps, uh, what are you doing? Get moving! <laughs> Captain Terrigan, what did you roll for your uh, intelligence check? That's a, that's a five. Solid five. <laughs> And and rips for your medicine check. Ah, uh, okay. Even with a plus five, that's gonna be a seven. Oh man, you guys! I don't know. And no. proceed the Benny Hill theme. What would you do with a burnt-up sailor? What would you do? <laughs> oh, there it is. I warned um, you, buddy. I warned you. So, uh, with all of that happening. It, it, it's almost too late in the evening for you guys to be like on your guard and, and getting uh, you're, it's like you're, you want to put your feet up, right? You get home from a long day's work, you want to put your feet up and you, you're kind of in that mode and, and you're struggling and some of that fire is having a hard time getting put out. You're not getting enough water down there quick enough. There's not enough flour to throw on it and you you actually damage some of, uh, some of the, the dried goods that you have down there and I need everybody to make that check one more time. Uh, charisma again, or yeah, same same right. checks. Just do it one more time. Uh oh, last time. Give me a much better. Give give me a an intelligence. Uh, sorry, I'm blanking on names. Duratar, give me an intelligence roll. Now, it could be that I'm a demon <laughs> and God doesn't like me. <laughs> That's another seven. Hold up. Hold oh, Duratar, what is your intelligence? Uh. Well, that's fine. That's a flat 19. Okay. Duratar, 19. Terrigan? Oh, it's 11. 11. Okay, okay, that's better. <laughs> that's better. Uh, Merrick? 20 oh, or 30. Um, I rolled a natural one. <laughs> uh, Warwick, what do you got? I know that face. Uh, 22 for Warwick. 22, Okay. I've become this less is, charismatic. <laughs> this is a group DC, so luckily there were enough people in the group that 
uh, kind of propped up that those those ones and sevens that you're able to finally, after um, this fire going on longer than you had hoped, get the fire put out. Uh, there are some damages down there that uh, kind of uh, limiting some of your rations. And you're, you have a nice char in your kitchen now that you would rather not be there. So I don't, I don't know if anybody here has read through Ghost of Saltmarsh, but the way things can work on the boat is you do these checks and you can increase your quality score. And because we failed that first one, you, do, you don't get a point to your quality score. Uh, that'll make more sense as we kind of get further on in, in the night. But right now you're still sitting at a zero quality score. So uh, pin that for now. And as other things happen, we'll we'll kind of add to it. But one We're fail check, to no problem. Yeah, you guys, it's not sinking. You're not leaking anywhere. But uh, there is is some uh, damage to that uh, the kitchen that you would not like to be there. I would um, like to try to find the source of the fire. Okay. Yeah, give me a, a investigation check as you're kind of now like pulling stuff out and trying to figure out where this was happening. Oh, investigation oh. that would be a 16 okay yeah with the 16 you you like the uh i think straight out of the movie backdraft you're able to find where this fire started the impetus of this fire and it and it seems to be a stray spark from uh your your cooking uh your your cast iron cooking pit or stove that you have down there uh just a spark kind of flew out as you opened the uh oven that you didn't quite check you didn't quite uh catch an eye on and it uh kind of set in the corner and lit a flame uh, a little dishcloth that was there god damn it billy <laughs> can um can merrick um just go take a look at the damage see how bad it is see if there's like if we're in any kind of danger or you know just yeah. just kind of get an idea of what we're looking at here yeah so you can give me an investigation check as you're down there you might it would probably be a good idea to grab the bosun with you and maybe you guys can... Uh, I, I was just going to say, is there a chance that I can come with him and help him on that? Yeah, yeah. So go ahead and uh, doing the help action that you can... Someone can roll with advantage or you can both roll investigation up to you. And this is investigation? Yeah, as you're yeah. just trying to like... Roll with advantage. <laughs> roll with advantage, okay. So just for the record going forward, just assume that um, Merrick is always pulling Warwick with him because he's not got a clue what the hell he's doing. Uh, so with advantage, I'm looking at 16 for investigation. Okay, 16. You're kind of like pushing on some of the the boards that that make up the, the the shell of the ship, and nothing nothing is really giving way. It seems to be most of the damage is very superficial on the the structure of the ship, but you do notice that some of your rations have been uh, uh, eaten away by this fire, and the the journey home is going to be a little tight, making uh, making the food last. <laughs> Don't worry about that, Merrick. That'll that'll buff out. <laughs> well, well, that's good to know. I I don't think it looks that bad, really. And you know, if if we're it's... super worried about not having enough supplies for the ride back, Billy, he could just rips rips not now. Not oh, now. sorry. The captain is present. Rick, we want. Is leveling you with a stare. Don't push it. Durutar goes over to his utensils and uh, favorite one, his gigantic maul. <laughs> oh, shit. Down uh, tip and he says, see dog and help find replacements for these rations. I'm to bear my apologies, Captain. 
feel like our fisherman friend might have to work double duties. It's all right, yes. Uh, I think we'll Warwick be all right. Is, Warwick is quite right. The fisherman will just work day and night. Don't worry. He's old. He knows how to do it. It's quite okay. Captain, everything is fine. will keel over before he pulls several all-nighters with how much alcohol he drinks. It just gives him balance on his sea leg. Have you not been paying attention? He's seeking counseling! Oops. <laughs> how could you be so insensitive? Retired, do you require assistance? That is up to you, Captain. I do not wish to or deal with anything so trivial. Please. No problem at all. I'll help. Or try to in any way. Captain, you shan't lift a finger. I shall take care of it. Warwick, take care of it. <laughs> it is what I do best after all, so... yourself and then automatically volunteer him. Uh, that's the right of that, the first mate. <laughs> that is the, the job of a bosun, too. It's It's been my life since as long as I can remember, so... I've got this. I'll take care of it in the first thing in the morning. To assist, then you will hold whatever we catch still while I kill it. Oops. I'll do retire anyway. <laughs> I would like to slide up to Terrigan and hold his hand and just shake ever so softly as though I am terrified of this massive being that is going to slaughter everything to feed us all food. Look again. Old man, prepare your rod! You're talking to uh, Madfish up there. He's, uh, it's in the water. That's that's you know the madfish. That's all he does. He sits on that that upper deck and he's just he's constantly just throwing his uh, his line out there, and that's that's his job. That's all he does. Oh man, he stands firm and ready to whack the shit out of anything that comes out of the water. <laughs> so yeah, uh, madfish throws it out. It's you know, I mean, ten fifteen minutes go by where he's reeling in nothing, and he finally he does get a pull. And he he uh he starts reeling it in, and you could see the the arm on this uh, fishing pole just start to really just bend and, and arc down into the water. And he's kind of leaning back, bracing himself, and uh, he's reeling in another five minutes. Finally, gets it up, and he pl- and he gets it up on the deck. And you do see a rather large uh, fish that is just kind of now just flopping back and forth on the deck anyone were to be watching, this would be a very rare moment where you see Durutar grin, bearing his tusks, a flash of lightning in his yellow eyes. Ooh. Ooh. He just slams down the maul on this thing. Yeah, you're... Roll damage, or should I just hit it? Just no, yeah, it. it's it's there. You hit it, and it kind of... You put it, at, it out of its misery. The, the fish is now lying there. Uh, while this will be a, uh, in addition to the, to the rations, it is far from, uh, supplementing what you have lost, but this is a, this is a step in the right direction. Merrick would like to run over and stab the dead fish with his rapier and <laughs> smile proudly at Terrigan as if to say, look what I did. <laughs> you hold it up. <laughs> I try and lift the fish. It's as big as I am. <laughs> Char lifts the fish and purposely knocks him over. <laughs> the kitchen. This will be done before you know it. We just ate dinner. (laughs) 
As preparations, fool. <laughs> At this point, the sun has now fully set, and it is the the stars are now starting to twinkle in the sky and kind of set up the nice backdrop for for an evening here for the, the nighttime. Uh, what does so, um, Duratar? You're down, kind of prepping this fish. Uh, what's everybody else doing? What is their kind of nighttime ritual as as the bed starts or the the ship starts to go quiet? Wolf first. Oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Oh sorry, but um, so my Warwick's routine first off is he's gonna quick glance over the top deck. He's gonna head up to the crow's nest, take a few minutes to sit there and reflect, and just kind of check the waters and make sure nothing obvious is stirring. If you know any instructions coming in the way for the the nice travels, like just do a kind of a once over from from the top peak because is his routine. Um, Merrick will have followed. Uh, Warwick around while he was doing a survey of the deck. In the moment, Warwick started to climb up to the top of the crow's nest. Merrick says, oh, that's enough for me, and walks away from that, because that's stupid. Uh, and he will sneak into the captain's court, captain's quarters and just hold a quick little paper mache bird and place it gingerly on Terrigan's pillow before slipping back out and trying to go back to his own quarters to rest for the evening. Okay. Yeah. So, and those quarters are on the the direct opposite of the ship. So, Terrigan, uh, the captain quarters are in the back next to that kind of dining hall, uh, and then uh, all of your kind of crew uh, quarters are up front. Uh, so you would, yeah, going from one end of the ship to the other. Yeah. <laughs> Sneakily. All right. Um, do Do you not want to be seen? This... I would prefer, I would prefer to be uh, more of an, an anonymous gift lever for Terrigan. All right, uh, then give me give me a stealth check, and then Terrigan, give me a, a perception check. Oh no! Okay, that's <laughs> oh my god! <sighs> Seventeen. I think you're going to be okay, <laughs> uh, uh, Terrigan. What, what what do we get there? Founded. Sorry, you cut out a little bit. We're getting the, the non-verbal five. Uh, yeah, so, Terrigan, you're kind of thinking about a few things, kind of lost, head lost in the stars maybe a little bit. Uh, so many things are kind of happening tonight. This this fire, uh, uh, Billy kind of getting uh, thrown into some action uh, that you're, you're kind of uh, contemplating and just staring off into the stars where, uh, Merrick, you're able to kind of traipse in and, and move out without without being seen. I stare lovingly at Terrigan while I do so. Uh, Rips, what are what is your nighttime ritual there in the uh, in the medical cabin? Well, see, I, I figured that there were a lot of fellas who had been burned from what you said, and according to that rule of seven, I think I'm just kind of slapping their burns with some like a gauze, causing way more pain than I'm really helping. And they're like, thank you, because they know they have to be nice to me, because if one of them gets stabbed through, I'm kind of their best hope. But right now, they're like, this goddamn idiot isn't doing nothing for us. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a couple, you got you probably have like three people down there kind of laid out next to each other. Uh, it's, it's making this medical cabin very cramped. Uh, and it quickly starts to fill with this kind of, um, this, uh, how, do, how do I want to say, this mouth full of like dirty air now that you know this many bodies are down there and kind of some some seared flesh and and they are all kind of like biting on a stick because you you are not being the nicest of uh uh, surgeons here and just kind of (laughs) slapping those those balms and salves on their burns 
So, uh, how's everybody feeling? <sighs> we've, we've been better. Like, do you, can you be uh, gentle at all? One second. Oh, no, 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 no. According to that roll, that's a 23. So if you want uh, me to be, if you want me to be real gentle, it's, it's like being caressed by a baby sheep. Yeah. <laughs> that could have gone so bad. <laughs> You're able to scoop out some of uh, uh, the salve and, and you're able to just kind of spread it on in this nice thick uh, layer and it's like you're not even there and it's this immediate cooling effect on the leg of this uh, the shipmaiden. Oh, that, that's better. Why don't you do that every time? Because you need to build character. <laughs> okay, I thought that's what sailing did, but I guess... Well, now you have twice the character. Good. My mom, that's why I'm out here. My mom said I needed uh, more character, and I guess I'm getting it. As he leaves, I go, tell your mom hey for me. <laughs> well, it's going to be a while before I see her again. But that's okay. It's okay. I'm fine now. I feel better. I'm fine. Yay. Who's next? <laughs> yeah, so you just you're able to just kind of move away from this body and into the in between the next one and start doing the same thing two more times. Uh gets gets them kind of calmed uh, and everybody is able to uh eventually leave this their their burns aren't so bad that they can't move or walk but they are uh, in in some discomfort. Um Terrigan, what what is your nighttime uh kind of ritual here? I Walk around the deck and check in with like any crew member that I see. Make sure everyone's feeling all right. Try to yeah, make you laugh where I can. And okay, you see, uh, uh, Madfish is there, just still plunking those uh, those hooks down into the water. And as you kind of come up around behind him, he uh, turns his head, gives you a nod, and we'll be all right, Captain. Mm-hmm. About that, um, please do so well we'll do my best and you see you see uh warwick making his rounds as well and and uh eventually you'll catch eyes with uh merrick as as he's safely out of your uh your quarters i'd give uh merrick a wink <laughs> merrick faints <laughs> oh god so you you guys, by this time, you guys kind of make it back to your uh, your place of sleep. Uh, again, the captain's quarters is in the very back all by yourself. Uh, I would say Warwick and Merrick, you guys are up front. Uh, and then it's up to Rips and, and Duratar if they want to uh, make their way up to there or if you sleep in your in your own personal uh, areas of work. I like to I like to sleep amongst the uh, the the storage room. It's where I feel most comfortable. The pitter-patter of the rats really helps me fall asleep. Yes, yeah, so you make your way towards the front of the ship. There is a uh, just the, the galley down there that, you know, there's some cots and some hammocks that swing from some of the, the structural beams in there that, yeah, you're able to crawl into one. And yeah, there are uh, rats and uh, scurrying and, and scuffling and the snoring of uh, other sailors that are down there with you. 
Uh, it's not the most quiet of situations. Um, and, and all the other sailors are trying to go to sleep. They're doing their best. And, and I, I kind of crawl up, ne- crawl, crawl up onto some of the boxes. And as I'm falling asleep, you just hear me go, Good night, Shelly. Good night, Franklin. Good night, Stephen. <laughs> and everyone slowly starts to realize, Oh my god, none of these are crew member names. He named the rats. <laughs> He's saying good night to the rats. <laughs> <laughs> you are one of the, the people down there with you. Uh, Rips. Every night, every you have night. To do this every night. Well, don't you don't you want to feel loved? <laughs> no. Well, that's well that well that that's that. Ow! Wow. Do you want to talk? Ah. Uh, no. Maybe, maybe you can't be on the high seas too long. You know. I want to sleep. <laughs> Fair enough. Rutar passes. Those rats will become a meal if I have anything to say about it. Keep them to yourself. <laughs> His uh, quarters, which is a barricaded iron door. <laughs> into his, his shirt, pulls out a key, undoes like seven different locks, opens it. As he... More locks. <laughs> all right very secretive all right yeah so you guys are all kind of secured into the night um Sorry. yeah go, go ahead. uh or i head down to my quarters clear say, say, say it again terrigan sorry sorry my audio so bad um before i go down the sky clear does it look like it's gonna rain uh, so from what you could see, it's clear. Uh, so no clouds in, in any. Uh, give me a, give me a perception check, guys. Okay, this is the third die that I'm rolling, Come and on. I'm scared. I got my fingers crossed for you. Nineteen. There we go. You. Whew, whew. That was your one good roll for the night, by the way. But uh, oh. don't joke. <laughs> So you do see, <laughs> sorry, I, I take that back. That is not the truth. You are going to roll natural 20s the rest of the night. Uh, you do see, so in the direction that you came from, clear. And you see nothing but stars. And as you kind of pan and look to the front of the ship, in the distance, you do see uh, some clouds. So in the direction that you are heading, uh and you're kind of putting two and two together, thinking about the map, thinking about your destination, uh, judging how far away those clouds are. It seems to be like you're heading into that. Like tomorrow, your destination, when you reach it, probably going to be pretty, pretty uh, crummy weather. Uh, after that, go to sleep. Okay. Yeah, so you make your way into your cabin, and on your desk, you do you do see a little, little something. Now I should ask, uh, Merrick, is this something that you normally do, or is this a, a first time thing? Oh, this is a routine thing. Okay. It's, it's been happening every night uh, since since Terrigan's you know come onto the ship. You know, first as a not the captain, but it's it's just it's just been something that's always happened. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Terrigan, as you enter in, you see this thing that you've seen before thing that you've seen before um <laughs> i'm gonna smile to myself and i'm going to carefully take it and i have a little shelf where i've been collecting them <laughs> and I 
<laughs> I put it on the shelf. Okay. So you've been you've been at sea for twelve days now uh, in this round. So do you have? Would you say you have roughly twelve of them, or has this been happening uh, even before this? It's been happening since even before this, but okay. it's uh, it's yeah. up to it's up to Terrigan, obviously, whether or not he's kept them or he's been offloading them somewhere secret. I don't know. Okay. He's kept, he's kept them. A collection growing. <laughs> All right. Good. Yeah, so you're kind of you are running out of room almost. Like you got you oh, got yeah. enough. Yeah, you got enough for uh, a few more, but at a certain point, you're gonna have to start weeding out the uh, maybe the ones you know the initial ones where you weren't as good as at folding these uh, origami birds. It just depends on how much uh, how much Merrick's had to drink that day. <laughs> good. I would like to um, just before I drift off to sleep, I would like to turn roll over in my bunk and say, "Well, Rick." Well, Rick, are you up? Yes, my friend, yes. Good. I have a small favor to ask. No, Anything no. for the first mate? What can I do for you? Normally, Rips does this, but he seems to be busy with his rats these days. Would would you read me my story? First, let's not get me started on the rats. Those things cause me more issues than anything else. These uh, two, they've taken away my storyteller. Good night, Kevin. No, I do. We have to, friend. It would help me to sleep. Which one do you want to hear this time? Want to hear the one about the Oh, the the kraken. Yes. Yes. Do you want me to tell the story, or shall I? (laughs) All right. Years ago. We left port, everything seemed fine, and we caught word of this beautiful treasure beyond some turmoil waters, and all of us on our crew couldn't wait to get out there. Much like we're doing now? Exactly, my friend, exactly. Good. We spent days traveling. We stopped here and there, plundered some known islands, Stopped at ports. Finally, we made it to the Tormental Waters. We saw the island where the treasure was said to be kept. That day was not a good day. And I know you've heard this story. That day was when I got my nickname you are so fond of, my friend. Yes. I do recall. The waters boiled splash spit we couldn't stop it from occurring one tentacle another three five they wrapped around the the mast they wrapped started taking down ports took the captain off of the off the wheel himself just picked them off like he was a strawberry hours we fought that thing used every last reserve of gunpowder we had and do you remember how this story ends, my friend? You came to join our ship and everything was so happy, and please don't tell me the scary parts. Sadly, I lost many friends that day. Not only that, my sh- my one piece of true pride is that ship. And the only thing left standing was that crow's nest. With me. Floating adrift inside. And you can talk to 
some of our old friends for the rest. But needless to say, I still stand before you this day. I should have picked a lighter bedtime story. But I like that story. I do too. It's 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 lovely. I'm sorry about everything, and you just look beautiful. Please be okay. I hope it didn't spook you too much. Good night, and I roll over and go to sleep. <laughs> Merrick spends many hours staring at the ceiling, thinking, oh my god. <laughs> Can't believe I would die for this whole crew. <laughs> I, love, I love you all. <laughs> Good night, Samantha. My <laughs> god. That's it. Merrick goes to sleep. Alright. Sorry, I had a my son got a job and he works graveyard, so I had to wish him well. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, that's that's uh, fantastic. Yeah, he's working his butt off. But here we are, back at it. You guys kind of <laughs> the seas are calm this night. You guys uh, go to sleep. Uh, nothing, uh, nothing major happens. There are some crew that kind of stay awake, make sure you stay on course, uh, and nothing oh. that way. Uh, you guys get your full rest. What, how do you guys wake up? How do you guys uh, take back control of the ship from the uh, kind of the nighttime skeleton crew? Um, I do what I do morning. Oh, no. Up. <clears throat> Stretch. Throws on my arms. Breath. I sign. Just in my room. Out my orcish bagpipes. <laughs> We're killing the, the cook. Morning ritual. <laughs> <laughs> Marching through the ship. Inhale and so begins the serenade of the morning's call. As Merrick does. My, does every- what is my perform check? Hold on. <laughs> yeah, give me a performance check. In this instrument. That is a 19 perform to yeah. awaken my compatriots to the sound of orcish pipes. <laughs> Are you doing this behind your lock, several locks on your door, or do you open that up? Up onto and- the main deck. I just said, okay. good morning, saltfish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you're up on the deck awaking everybody, serenading everybody with your, your beautiful bagpipes. Because uh, with a performance check like that, uh, it sounds extra lovely this morning. Uh, yeah. So how's everybody reacting to this typical uh, arousal uh, from uh, Duratar? So this, this, this wonderful little crewmate who's sleeping in a hammock across from me looks across and he just sees Rips holding a razor to his ear muttering to himself not today. Not today. <laughs> Not today. It's a day like any other. Time to get up, Rips. And that guy gets out of his his uh, hammock and he starts making his way up. As Merrick does every morning, once he hears this, he jolts awake, grabs his rapier, and runs out just slashing at the nearest um, mast that he can find, feeling that he's under attack. <laughs> Durutar knows that he's coming, and he just side, just as he's playing, eyes closed, sidesteps, and froom, there he goes. <laughs> uh, Warwick, how do you take to uh, Merrick slashing up one of the uh, the masts that kind of uh, power the ship? 
have you look at the mast. It's probably the only one on the boat that is marked up because I stopped trying a long time ago. <laughs> yes, you're kind of just, you know, in the back shaking your head. But not much you can it's do. It's slight nicks. It's not going to cause any structure problem. It's a routine. It's kind of a funny story now. Like, we just let it fly. <laughs> I would like to remind everyone that Merrick is a gnome, so he is at best three foot on a really good day. He's not a strong individual. These scra- they're scratches. They're like yeah. a cat scratching on a scratch post. That's yeah. what that is. And nobody really sees them because they're kind of at knee level anyways. So it's just kind of it's like that damage on your wall, you just kinda of know it's there, but you pretend yeah. it's not and nobody sees it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I like to think that as soon as he's done stabbing it, Billy just walks out with a with a bucket of a spackle and is like, "God damn it!" Every morning. I, I will say Billy is there with like mopping a broom and and kind of keeping things tidy. So when you're done with your display of uh, swordsmanship, uh, <clears throat> Billy comes around and does clean up any of uh, the chunks or splinters that come off and. Uh, <laughs> as Billy is on his uh, on her hands and knees uh, tidying up the deck, uh, Merrick fully wakes up. And says, "Ah, excellent work, Billy!" Pats her on the head and walks away. Um, like always is an early riser, and he would have been surveying all of this chaos <laughs> from uh, I don't know spot on the ship. On the top. Yeah, so, so on the back of the ship, above your uh, your quarters, is like the the steering wheel with. with it called i don't know um the steering wheel next to the gas pedal uh that yeah you're kind of standing up and you're surveying over your ship and uh yeah you're seeing this this morning ritual that takes place and yeah my favorite it's your your favorite part of the day (laughs) good all right so and warwick was actually up to fixing the damage from the fire too he was up early Okay, yeah. So Warwick makes makes his way down uh, into the bottom of the ship, the uh, the hold of the ship, and you're kind of yeah, you're kind of chunking off some of the big uh, char marks of on the boards, and you know doing your best to kind of patch where you can and just make sure that staying on top of this, staying ahead of of any uh, deterioration that might be taking place. Um, Terrigan, as you are up in uh, by the steering wheel of the ship, I feel dumb calling it a steering wheel, but that's what it. Uh, give me a give me a perception <laughs> give me a perception check as you're you're up there. Nope, that's a four. Ooh, that's a four. Uh, yeah, you just keep thinking about what you saw last night. Um, with the the way the sun's coming up, you can't really see it now, but you just keep thinking about those clouds that are in the distance and maybe what might be uh, ahead of you. Um, really Kiritar, quick. Really quick, because I am a level six barbarian, my secondary totem rage power uh, is that I have I chose the eagle, so I can see perfectly and clearly up to a mile away. Heck yeah, let's do this. Allow me to roll perception. Yeah, yeah. So you're hanging out next to uh, Madfish, just trying to. You're waiting on food coming in so that you can get it prepped right away, knowing that you're kind of behind the the eight ball here with with a lack of food. Uh, go ahead and yeah, do your do your magic. What does this look like as you are uh, eagle eyeing it? <clears throat> he feels a disturbance in the waves, and he takes a deep breath, like an actual spiritual beak. Feathers kind of surround him, and just for a, for a moment, it's there, and then it's gone, and his eyes 
they're open and they are uh, very. He looks out into the great wide open sea. Okay. And that check perception. Do you, do you get advantage on this, or do you get uh, any what? What does your totem provide? So that I can see perfectly. I I would say you don't even need to roll, but go ahead. Let's see. Uh, let me just double check the uh, class features. Bear, eagle, you can see up to one mile away with no difficulty, and dim light doesn't impose disadvantage on your perception checks. Right. Total. I'll, I'll say roll with advantage, and yeah, well, do we lose him? I think so. Dang it. We're going to say he rolled, like, uh, 30. While he's, while he's doing that, I'm just going to go stand by <laughs> Terrigan and pretend like I know what I'm doing. Yeah, so the both of you, like, arms, arms crossed, standing next to each other... There's like a three foot tall rail in front of you that, you know, kind of, <laughs> I would say war or Merrick, it's, you kind of have to get on your tippy toes really to uh, like look over this railing, but you're there. You look powerful. <laughs> through the railing like a kid. Just... <laughs> Does my head fit through the railing? <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's, <laughs> there are regulations. Nah. You cannot fit your head through, but you can, you can fit your arm through, but not your head. Uh, you, you could if you really forced it, but then it might get stuck, and no. you'd have to ask uh, uh, Duratar for some butter to kind of get your head out. I feel like that right. would go badly for me, so now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Duratar, I don't know what happened, but we're going to say he passed his perception check, and, and you guys know, you've seen him do this before. He's kind of going into this trance, his uh, eagle eyes and beak kind of form on his face, seemingly. And he starts calling out in front of him. He sees. Oh, we might, we might get him back. There, we got him back. Apologies, something went wonky there. That's all right. But I have right. returned. Yeah, so what'd you my... roll? We were speculating. Unnatural with or without advantage. Okay, so you had 20. Uh, you do see something rise and fall out of the water as the, the sun rises to your back and you're looking out on this early morning you do see kind of uh it's it's not a fish and it's not like a dorsal fin but you do see this grayish hump kind of rise up and then fall back in and then a few seconds later you see it rise up again and you don't make out like um a head is not coming out it is just the what seems to be this this kind of hump this humped mass kind of come up and down like that at all i immediately uh like unnecessarily parkour like off like just stupid acrobatic shit all the time and make my way over to okay drew turn nods approvingly gives you a smile when tarragon does that merrick just calmly reaches up and grabs a hold of the i don't know steering wheel yeah yeah (laughs) yeah that's what we're calling it Calmly holds onto it and just keeps it steady. Good. And little do you know, she like put it in autopilot before she left, like <laughs> or before before he left, uh, jumped over the rail. But you feel you feel like you're doing something. I'm important. I'm part of the team, guys. <laughs> I I, oh. I would like to see her just bouncing around on the ship and just getting over all these obstacles. And I follow, but I just make sure to make like a wide round motion around everything she jumped over. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, keeping uh, keeping a good distance in between each piece, you're you're making your way over to this railing. And again, uh, this railing on the side of the ship is about three feet tall. Uh, Duratar, you see every now and then as this this massive gray hump comes out and falls down, you do see sticking on on the other side of it, and it's kind of running parallel with your with your boat. And you see on the other side of it as it goes down, you see this uh, this golden rod that is coming out of the side of this uh, this thing, this this massive gray body. I pick the bottom of uh, like face a bit closer. Do you see that? Yeah, so as Duratar's kind of pointing it out to uh, Terrigan, uh, you you do see this this mask now come up. And with it, at the as rising up with it, you see this golden rod that is on the other side of it, kind of coming up with it and moving in the same motion. You can't really make out what it is other than it is something that is not uh, kind of natural or, or organic. So this is along the side of the boat now? So would, Yeah, yeah, would so you're sure see this? Your ship is moving, and then off to the right side of it is this pump that keeps coming up and down, and and coming out of it is that rod. And I, I would say all of you by now, you you are kind of like catching eyes of this. So it's it's a close it's close enough to the boat that we can all kind of see this golden rod that's sticking out of this massive gray blob. Yeah, yeah, it's about fifty yards, I would say, away from the ship, keeping a distance, right. but but it is there. Merrick says, "Ooh, shiny," and runs away from the from the wheel. <laughs> Yeah, so you make your. Are you parkouring over the rail or are you going around down the stairs? I parkour hard. I copy <laughs> Terrigan. <laughs> All right, give me give me an athletics check just because I. Just because we can. Oh, Or acrobatics, rather. Acrobatics. No, because you should. Is <laughs> Mildly better. Hold on. Eight. Eight. Yeah, you kind of. You push yourself up and you're, you're like, going to kick your legs up and over, but your left leg, the, the toe. Your gnomish toe just kind of catches, and you do kind of a. Uh, it almost it's like Matrix style. You do this, the, not a barrel roll where you're like tucking like Sonic the Hedgehog, but you're 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 horizontal and you're rolling, and you land kind of on your side, uh, but you you don't take any damage. It just look it looked kind of cool, but you did not mean to do it whatsoever. Disapprovingly. Yeah, I gotta walk over and go. Does that feel good? You proud of yourself? Is that <laughs> is that all right? I think I've damaged my coccyx. <laughs> oh my god! Did somebody say surgery? <laughs> no. You know what? I feel much better. I'm all right. I stand up. <laughs> Rips. These legs aren't working. I think one's got to go. That sounds like <laughs> medical to me. Rips. I feed you. I feed your cat. Leave me be. Fair enough. <laughs> now. I know we're all looking at this, what I can only assume is a great gray blob of bad. And it has a, a gold thing sticking out of it. And I know what we're all thinking. We're all making eye contact. Some of us a little longer than we should, but we're all looking at each other. And I think we all know someone's going to go over there and get that gold pike. And and now now I have a few ideas. Oh, Leave Billy alone. I'm no surgeon. Billy. Explain yourself. All right. So it seems to be lodged in its back, so we're going to have to cut that free. I have a lot of experience with cutting, and I just hold up my scalpel. All right. And then that I pick you up and I throw you onto the creature. 
Well, it's very far away, so I have I have a second a second idea. Oh dear. Um, that would probably kill me, but it will put that and on. Then we fire it. Okay, let's put that on a back burner. <laughs> well, well, well. As, as, okay, okay. Hold on, hold on. What were my ideas? Hold on. Okay, <laughs> I can wild shape into a small animal, and then maybe you could like me all the way. You could just yeet me off the side of this boat. <laughs> And if you're real strong, maybe I can make it. Uh, oh, oh, that's so I I can't I can't transform into anything that can fly, right? Can't transform into anything that can fly. Hear me out, flying squirrel. <laughs> it doesn't fly. It just kind of through the air. It, it glides. Yeah, it's a glider. So if yeah. you throw me hard <laughs> enough, then I can whoo down onto its back. Now, unwild shape into I a human. Like every cut, cut, time, cut, 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 cut. Like that every time a plan is posed, it's like watching. I get that sense and feeling. <clears throat> I do. Okay, so what? So what I'm hearing here is a hundred percent. We're all in. Now, if that Please doesn't work, the object of my projectile. Uh -oh. Any loss in this plan? <gasps> Other as, idea. As as you guys are kind of making this idea, it does it seems like your paths are starting to converge now. Like it is, it is getting closer, but still moving forward, uh, not totally parallel. But it is uh, eventually you're going to run into each other, and it does now get its head up into out of the water, and you see this. It's it's a dinosaur head. It's got a longer beak, teeth, and jaws. And then probably like 10 feet from its head, you see that hump that you can only imagine there's some sort of neck that connects it all, connects it to its head. Imagine that. I've got neck. it. I've legitimately got it. I know what we gotta do. Hear me. No, hear me out. This is so gonna work. I, no, hold on. No, this one is actually pretty good. Okay. I'm going to wild shape into the smallest animal I can wild shape into. You're gonna tie me to an arrow. You're gonna <laughs> shoot that arrow over into the monster. I am going to cut that gold thing out. I am then going to tie the gold spear to another arrow, shoot that back to you guys, tie myself to an arrow, shoot it as the arrow flies, wild shape into the small animal, and catch a ride. How are we feeling? Uh, Captain. I just, I just, I, hold on, just time out real quick. I need the audience to know that basically <laughs> this voice is coming out of Mr. Clean. Yeah. <laughs> I just I need them to know it's important. Okay, presume. Carry on. Yeah, just just imagine this is me. I'm Mr. Clean. That's the best <laughs> image you're gonna get. Oh, with a hairless cat on my shoulder. Remember yeah. that part. So Rips, as you're talking about these arrows being tied together and shooting them across, uh, Warwick, you know that there is the uh, a ballista at the head of the ship that you do have uh, larger arrows with with enough rope. Uh, that you could tie them to, and you could pierce it, like harpoon it. Or there is a, it's a, a, a mangonel, I think is how you say it, in the, the center of the ship that flings huge boulders, like type cannonballs that you could use. But there's not uh, a way to uh, tie ropes to them. I'm going to wild shape into a bear and you're going to launch me. <laughs> I am fully in favor of this plan. 
<laughs> just load them into the ballista and just shoot them out that way. I'm going to have to stressed. fix that later. How I'm very good with arrows. How close is this thing getting to the ship? It's probably about 25 yards now, so it's 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 half that distance that it was away, and you can get a better look now, and you can see as it comes up and down and, and its body kind of turns, you see a golden harpoon, or not a harpoon, a golden trident that is stabbed in the side of this, uh, this, this uh, swimming dinosaur. And then underneath it, you see another one uh, golden uh, trident that is stabbed and decided. There are two golden tridents as this thing is just going up and down. Are they the trident, like, is it like a trident that like we would hold or is it yeah, like yeah, a it's it's Yeah, it's a normal human sized trident. Oh, I am a normal sized like, human. Little Mermaid legit. Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Captain, that is Fancy so pins for a pin cushion. Duratar, you have no class. Captain, it's so much shiny. Let's go get it. And Duratar, you would probably see this as like a huge stopgap in that in that missing food. Like if there is a way that you could kind of get this corralled and be able to, uh, you know, harvest it. <laughs> the problem has been presented. Now I leave it to you. Whoops, <laughs> is killing me. Sit there with his hands up. Rutar puts down his bagpipes. <laughs> Takes a deep breath. Age. Ooh. All right. So Duratar is going into a rage. Oh. Are we launching a cleric? No. Engage. My apologies. Oh, sorry. Granted. <laughs> he flies into a rage! Correct. I'm only to do that thing seconds later. Uh, Durutar, Evelyn is going to. Now, actually, let me double check. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. It doesn't um, well, specify I have to use uh, ranged or not. Do a reckless attack to get advantage on this attack. All right, so, Rips, have you sh- sh- wild-shaped? Yeah, I'm going to wild-shape into a rat so he can easily tie me to that to that arrow. All right. So he's... put the goal this- on my javelin. Yep, you, you tie me. You tie me to the javelin, and and you have to leave just enough room so when I into the thing, I can um num 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 on the on the ropes and get free. Oh god. Okay, so <laughs> Duratar, you get your javelin out and ready. Uh, you do fasten uh, rips the the converted form of rips. Uh, I don't know, probably like a foot or so from the tip, uh, and. It, it is now, I will say, uh, we'll, we'll convert from yards to feet. It is now like 50 feet from the ship. 50 feet, eh? I'm like, oh, yes, a javelin will hit that nicely. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so go ahead and give Long me... surgeon. Give me an attack roll with advantage because you are raging. <laughs> This is scary, guys. I've never felt more alive! <laughs> As they're oh. figuring this out, I would like to uh, turn to Terry and say, Captain, I would have done it, but I just simply cannot change my shape as as, as good old Rips can, so just know that I would have done it for you. 
<laughs> I have no doubt, Merrick. Thank you. Smiles proudly. As I wild shape into this rat, you're you're just you're just awestruck at how this is somehow the most disgusting rat you've ever seen. Also, can the rat be hairless? Of course, you have you have fantastic all the control of your wild shaping form. This hairless rat has now been tied to the spear. Can oh, Merrick no, Miles? Can Merrick prepare his? He's just gonna pull his bow out and hold it ready in one hand, right. and with the other hand, reach up and slowly grab onto Terrigan's hand and just yeah. quietly hold yeah. it. Good. Anybody else want to like ready in action? Yeah, yeah I'm gonna ready more. something if so. I'm assuming like he's trying to catch it on the top of the arch. Yeah, they're gonna try to time it and get it well as it's cresting. And then plant this uh, harpoon in it. Right on. So or this javelin. This thing's been following us around, kind of catching the air, the top of the water every time. If he misses the the next arch, I'm basically gonna ready and sprint off the off the <laughs> banister railing, and I'm gonna aim for one of the current harpoons and try and grab on. Okay. All right. I'm gonna roll the attack for. Uh, Wait one sec. Here. One sec. One sec. Before I die, because I just realized <laughs> something. I forgot. I forgot that this was going underwater. <laughs> uh. And oh. you've seen it come up and down enough. It's only underwater for, you know, 15 seconds. Okay. Uh, the, mechanically, how holding your breath works is you can hold your breath for one minute plus your constitution modifier. Perfect. So, I mean, for the most part, you'll be able to come up uh, as long as you can hold on. <laughs> we'll see how that works in a second. Yeah, that's uh, not going to work out. <laughs> Terrigan, what what do you got? See, I, I was... Uh, uh... I'm lacking in appendage. So with uh, Merrick holding my one hand, <laughs> hated. Um, so I will give his hand a gentle squeeze. And, and I want to hold out my hand. Is it close? Is it like within 15 feet? Uh, no, it is It is 50 feet at this point. But getting closer, if you if you wait a few beats, it, it, it seems like it's going to get close enough. I'm going to hold... Can I ready an arrow just to shoot it towards the eye to dry, try and drive this thing away if it gets too close to the boat? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Since, okay. since someone's not holding my hand anymore. <laughs> All right. So uh, Duratar rolled a, a 19 plus 8, so that's definitely going to hit. So, Rips, you go flying through the air, and you land kind of... So if you, if you imagine there's a ridge on this, on this beast, Sweet! you land and pin on the other side and you're almost opposite direct opposite of the uh, the golden tri- trident okay so i'm gonna chew through these restraints all right uh give me give <laughs> give me a dexterity uh check just as you're trying to like gnaw down okay. at this uh these uh these ropes that are okay that's a 17 plus uh uh, 19. 17. 19 oh, no, so, sorry, so, sorry. Yeah, 19 total. Sorry. Okay. I, th- I heard a 17 plus 19. Uh, yeah, that's a million. Uh, yeah, you're able to uh, gnaw through. Uh, what do you, what do you want to do once you're kind of free? You're able to scurry down, and now you are like grasping on the back of this as it's just coming up out of the water. Okay. As it's out of the water, I want to wild, I want to unwild shape into my human form. Okay. And then using my daggers, I'm just going to kind of crawl along his back towards the trident. 
Yeah, now that you're human formed, like you could grab onto the javelin that you landed and the uh, <laughs> the golden trident and use that. So you're kind of there straddling the ridge of this this beast. So you you wouldn't need to stab your daggers in. You can uh, you can use those as as handles. What was the plan once he got there? <laughs> I don't think I don't think we <laughs> that far ahead. <laughs> Is he to kill the beast? Is he to is he to steal the tridents for me because he loves me? What was our plan? Well, I, I think Tarragon would want the beast brought on board. And I think, uh, well, Merrick, you want the golden trident. So, Tarragon, you want, you want me to do something about this? I fire an arrow at its eye. Yeah, go ahead. Give me, a, give me an attack roll. Uh, well, Merrick, give me uh, an arrow shot as this... Uh, so as, you, Merrick- as you see Rip's land, gnaw himself free, and then grab on in now a human form, uh, give me uh, give me an, air, or an arrow shot and attack. Partly out of fear for his good friend Rips, who he just adores, but mostly because he wants to impress Tarragon. Merrick grabs an arrow, fires towards the eye, and I rolled a 16 to hit. Uh, yeah, that hits. Alright, how do I do this? Okay. How do I do this? <laughs> Shit. That's three points of damage. Uh, three points of damage... <laughs> Wow, is that it? <laughs> it was Sorry. really bad roll. Calling you out on that's not way. great when the DM goes. That's all. Wow, is that it? Uh, yeah. So your your arrow comes in kind of on the hind hind side of this beast as it's now beginning to uh, go back under. Uh, anybody else want to do anything before this submerges? I turn to Tarragon and say, "Did I do good?" Well, I'm so proud of you. If you don't mind, I would like to do two things. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, I believe... Yeah, I get an extra attack, so I just want to throw another javelin at this thing. Okay, yeah, throw another one. Still reckless attacking with advantage. That's actually not good. Well, that's not good. Um, Let's see. Actions, attacks. That's a... That's a 16 to hit. That hits. Ooh, okay. This is a big um, this is a, a big beast that is unarmored obviously. Uh, so it's not hard to hit. Okay, so that is 1d6 plus 5 plus 2 because I'm raging. So 9 10, So that is 11 points of damage there. Okay, okay, okay. Ooh. Uh, you yeah. show off. Uh, what can I do? Do I have a bonus? <laughs> Only tripled the arrow that you shot. Uh, yeah, so this uh, second javelin comes in, and now it's almost like it's just being like a pinpricked. It's now got two javelins on one side, two golden tridents on the other, uh, and now it is starting to submerge, and you guys lose uh, rips for a minute as he goes underwater, and as, if, he, if we ever get him back, he'll give me a strength check. Uh, <laughs> see if he can hang on. Um, so what do you guys want to do? You do, you do know that you have the ballistas with like harpoons that could keep it in uh, in a proximity. Uh, that I takes would, some actions on people's part, but is it possible for me to start yelling at the crew to man man the weapons and start firing at the moment that thing breaches the surface? Again? Yeah, yeah. So you start. Yeah, go ahead and you can bark those orders out or. If the, you don't have to roleplay that if you don't want. 
crew, man the ballistas. The moment that thing pops its ugly head out of the water, you fire those. You fire the cannons. You fire everything. <laughs> All right. So you see, you see uh, uh, a scurrying of crew kind of get up on the ballista, and they start attaching rope to the first arrow, get it loaded in, and they are going to uh, take a shot. Um, let's see, ballista. I have this ready. There it is. Uh, plus six. Mind rips. <laughs> Ooh. First ballista fire shot kind of goes wide. It goes north or uh, too high from this because it just ducked down. And uh, yeah, that misses. So they, they ready their action to get another one ready. Uh, in the chat, Rips said he rolled a seven on oh. his strength check. Oh, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is not good for old uh, Ripsy. Um as <laughs> this this beast submerges itself and comes back up, Rips is not hanging on. He is not to be seen at this moment. Can we see him anywhere? Is there any way to see him or no? Uh, yeah, after a second or two, you do see him kind of fight up for air as he is now uh, he has now moved back on this on this beast and he is on the tail of it, uh, holding on. Um, I want to rush. Hang on, I need to see. What do I, what do I got? What do I got? Ah, uh, God. Oh, no. Oh, that's not, that's not. Shit. I don't know if I'm proficient with it. We're gonna, we're just gonna wing it. Uh, if there's a javelin laying around, I want to grab that. And then I want to run over to some rope. Uh, I'm gonna hold the javelin, wrap my tail around it, and take my hand and start tying a rope to the javelin. Okay. And then I want to throw it. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll say you use your bonus action to kind of get that rope tied on there, and then you'll use your action to uh, make this javelin throw. So go ahead and uh, give me an attack roll with the javelin. While she does that, can I yell at the crew and say, if you miss again, I will behead every single one of you. What was that bullshit? Full weapon, I'm gonna. I'm going to grab a few of the extra crewmen and go to the secondary weapons and okay. start getting them to load that up. Okay, yeah, so you're you're down, uh, not on the, the upper deck, but you're down in, on the main deck, and you're kind of loading up and, and ordering uh, crew members to get these uh, these cannonballs loaded into the, the mangonel that is going to be uh, hurled at the, uh, the beast. Um, I think... I, I, I'm thinking... The, the the room oh. here. No, that's okay. Tarragon. Ter Tarragon. Tarragon. <laughs> this is not a spice. Um, <laughs> Tarragon. That is a uh, 14. 14 hits as you fire this javelin out. Now there are three javelins stuck on this side, almost like you could use them oh, as I hand holds. This would have, uh, I would have thrown it to Rips. Okay. Because I had so, the rope tied so I could pull him back in. Okay, good. Even further back on the, uh, this uh, dinosaur comes this javelin hitting kind of where the tail connects to its main body. Uh, yeah, it's stuck in there and Rips right in front of you as you're like kind of tree hugging this tail, you see this javelin land right inside. Um, no, no one has yet to, uh, to get the trident out of this thing's back, right? Nope. You you lost grip as it submerged, and you slid back down on it. And uh, there's been some other hits on it. It is this uh, this dinosaur is it's called a uh, I don't know what it's called. It's called dinosaur. Uh, is is looking damaged, uh, but it is still moving up and down 
with some vigor and it, it seems to be moving almost a little bit faster now that it is uh, taking this damage. I, I want to look the captain in the eyes and she sees that there's either salt water or tears just streaming from mine. <laughs> And I'm also just hacking up water, and I'm like, No way, Captain! I'm getting the train! And I would like to continue climbing up this monster's back uh, to, right. go, to go get that train. Yeah, give me a strength check that you can now, like, use your hands to uh, kind of, you know, ladder crawl using these these uh, javelins that are there. Uh, Warwick, go ahead and give me an attack with, uh, with the mangonel. You're going to get a plus five to hit on this. I'll let you roll the, roll the dice. That's a 21. Oh, 21 definitely hits. Um, whew, you get 5d10 oh, uh, damage dang. on that. Do you, you want to roll that? Yeah, I can roll it. Okay, while you're rolling that rips, well, uh, give me a strength check to kind of... That's a 15, baby. Oh, 15. Yeah, you're able to kind of uh, recenter yourself and get up. You are now back where you were. Uh, before it went under and you're hanging on to a javelin on one side and the golden trident on the other. But unfortunately, that is your action to get up there. Uh, so we'll, we'll kind of pause there. Uh, give me some damage on the, the mangonel. So that's 30 damage. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so 30 damage as this rips, as you're scurrying up on the side of it, right next to one of the javelins, just this huge cannonball comes in and just bludgeons the side of this... And it, it almost knocks it off course and it spins a little bit and it is getting ready to submerge again. Uh, mm -hmm. Merrick, you want you want an action here? I th we're kind of loosey-goosey here with the initiative here, so we're kind of... Yeah, okay. Something. I will... Um, I'll just take... I'll take another shot with the bow and arrow, I suppose, here. Yeah. Um, actually, can I... Instead of that, can I go over to one of the ballistas and kind of boot the guy that's manning it out of the way and just try and shoot that? My yeah, yeah. You want to take a ballista shot? Uh, go yeah. ahead. Yeah, you kind of bully your way in there and kind of elbow him out, and uh, you you can make an attack roll. It's a plus six to hit. Watch how this is done, chaps. <laughs> it's a fifteen. Ooh, yeah, that hits. Uh, so this this huge arrow, this ballista arrow, is coming out and driving towards this. Gets it right in the side in the rib cage, and it and that uh, the rope is not quite taut, but you do have some. You do have a rope now uh, attached to it uh, outside of just that javelin one. Uh, you get to roll 3d10 for the damage on this guy. Ooh. That's so fun. That's a like lot. Fun. I like fun things. <laughs> so that's 18 damage. Ooh. 18 damage. Uh, rips, as you are like hanging on. And, and you feel what was once this heaving uh, body that kind of inhale, exhale, it kind of stops and you start to slowly sink as this uh, the, the life is extinguished from this plesiosaurus. Uh, uh, that was the killing blow. Uh, what do you want to do, Rips, as, as this thing starts to sink under? And then uh, Warwick and Merrick, think of what you want to do with the, uh, the harpoon that is... Uh, tethered to it. I Rips, came here on. for this goddamn trident. I'm getting this trident. I would like to tear this thing right out of its side. Right. Yeah, so give me... You do see two of them. They are kind of like right next to each other, pierced in the side. Uh, you want to do one at a time, or you want to kind of free both hands and get both? I feel like a god. I'm going two for one. <laughs> 
Alright, so give me a strength check to kind of pull these out. Okay, that's a 13. Okay, a 13. You're able to... Uh, you gotta kind of wiggle them out a little bit. They are the barbs in the in the harpoon is holding, but you're able to, after a second or two, pull them out, and just in time as it fully submerges, and you're kind of like now floating with two golden uh, tridents in your hand. I did it, Captain! I deserve <laughs> a raise! Uh, Warwick and Merrick, you got this... The, the rope that is attached to that harpoon that you shot is now starting to get tighter as as this uh, this dinosaur starts to sink into the water. I would like to yell to the crew, come on, lads, grab it and start pulling. We can do it together and start yanking <laughs> rather uselessly at this rope. All right. Uh, uh, Duratar, are you going to you want to join in on Durutar this? Durutar is going to assist in dragging in this creature. Okay. Is this, is this a strength or athletics? Yeah, yeah, check? this would be a strength check. So Duratar, we'll let you do the roll since you're kind of, you're one raging, so you get advantage on that strength check. Uh, we'll let you do the roll with advantage doubly, if that's a thing. It's not. But... In, uh, all right. Inhale. That would Exhale. be a 24. 24. You're able you kind of just wrap your arm around it and get it up around your forearm and in the crook of your elbow and your bicep. And you're able to almost single-handedly uh, pull this up. Other people feel their job is like too easy. They're just casually pulling. And you're just like, if you've ever pulled crab pots out of out of the ocean, it, it feels like that. You're just pulling and tugging. And you get this, uh, this huge mass of a body starts to kind of now is... Uh, up next to the boat, like a like a, a bumper on a boat would be. It is it is there, uh, and other people yeah, start man. to to roll uh, other ropes around it and kind of get it secured. So now you have this uh, plesiosaurus. Awesome! As I pull that in, as I give it one final yank to pull up towards the ship, so we can get it and cut it and start cooking this thing for rations. I look to the captain and I give a very charismatic wink. We did it, Captain. As they look over the side, can Rips just be standing on this body, holding his <laughs> tridents like, I did it! Yeah, you're able to put, <laughs> put both tridents in one hand and kind of grab onto one of the 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 scales upon its uh, its spine and just kind of like be pulled up with it. And yeah, you, you get yourself on top and you do have two uh, plus one tridents. Gimme. Fine. <laughs> They are golden yes. in, in nature. We are good friends. Give it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. Thank fault. you, Rips. Welcome back aboard. I, I I do get one of these fancy ones for myself, correct? Of course. You retrieve them. I just get the second one, as always. Okay. <laughs> oh I put the uh, I put the stats for Drutar just shakes his head disapprovingly. I love it. I'm naming my trident Catherine. <laughs> I was so hoping that was going to go bad. I had this whole plan. <laughs> oh, it could have gone bad, but those uh, those ship weapons did a lot of the the bulk for you. Um, so yeah, you guys are now. It, it, I'd say it's you know it's like ten o'clock in the morning at this point. Uh, what a morning. <laughs> Duratar, are you going to spend some time uh, kind of taking care of this? Uh, this beast? Yes. Yeah, he would. All right. A little yeah. kick in his step. In your lovely new renovated kitchen. <laughs> Chop. 
Yeah, so you take some time kind of cleaving off the big bits that you can uh, kind of get down into uh, the galley down below and, and, you know, kind of dry some for rations. You can have some fresh pieces for, uh, uh, you know, tonight. Uh, what's everybody else doing as Duratar's kind of taking care of this? Merrick would like to walk Rips back to, you know, a spot where he can sit down, relax, and just the whole way over. Just, you did such an amazing job, my friend. You were so amazing. I couldn't believe it. Whiskey was entirely safe the whole time. Don't you worry about your little kitty. He was quite fine. It's, it's such a wonderful job. I'm so glad I had someone like you on the ship to... And then I just vomit seawater. <laughs> well, that's disgusting. Let me get Billy for you. Billy! God, anyone but Billy. Uh... Uh, Billy's there with like mop and, and bucket kind of cleaning up the mess uh, that Duratar is leaving on the main deck uh, 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 Merrick what, what what do you need there's vomit here I don't like it get rid of it please <laughs> okay and she kind of like shrugs shrugs the shoulders walks over and starts mopping up this uh, rips vomit that is on the deck Billy, there's a whole bunch of blood and gore on the deck over there. What are you doing? This God is obviously not a pressing Billy. priority. Go and get the blood and gore off the, the boy deck. What are you doing? Do so much. If you wish it's to a young lady, him, be nice. Take up a mop. <laughs> uh, I'm working He's as fast as I can. Helping. <laughs> the, the captain is. <laughs> such a good captain. Uh, <laughs> and as they're doing all this stuff, I'm kind of watching the commotion, and I. I'm walking around collecting the all the, the ropes and stuff we've used during the battle and repairing mm -hmm. anything that's got damaged and kind of give Billy a pat on the back for a good job to give him some extra, you know, just let him know he's doing good and he's not, you know, useless on this crew and <laughs> that the little bit of extra good feeling. So just mm -hmm. uh, doing the routines and making sure the ship is in tip-top shape. Nice. Much like Billy does most of the time, this nonverbal kind of nodding. Uh, yeah, uh, Warwick, you come in and you reload both uh, the, the the guns on, on the ship and kind of get the, get the ropes yeah, you got it. all sorted out and everything just so in case something else happens, you're ready to go. Um, Terrigan, as this is all happening and people are kind of cleaning up, uh, you feel, you see first the, those clouds that you saw last night in your, uh, in, in, as you were checking the, uh, the skies and I guess in all the commotion, um, nobody else really caught, caught it, but you are now getting close to heading into this thick fog that is kind of filling your view. And the air begins to cool and chill around you, and it, it kind of chills your lungs as you inhale. Uh, the wind begins to sweep across the deck, uh, drying out your eyes uh, as it crosses your face. Uh, your vision seems to become blurry. Um, but as you rub your eyes, you realize that it's just kind of the density of this fog, like this mist that is coming in. Um, the sound of the ocean begins to fade away from your ears. All of what you're feeling are the same feelings that you were told uh, when you were back on shore. Uh, so you must be near this wreckage site. All the, the, the warnings that you were given back on shore is like... Uh, senses kind of get numbed and you, and you enter this uh, thing, you know, kind of Bermuda Triangle kind of feel as everything, all the senses kind of deaden and you just feel like you're in this weird kind of area now. What was and, the name of that uh, fisherman fella? Uh, that was Madfish. I want to walk up to Madfish and slap him on the back real hard and go, I, the weather be changing. 
Uh, it seems <laughs> that we uh, we might be here. Uh, Terrigan, you you are getting this. Get ready to drop the anchor. Get ready to drop the anchor. <laughs> Get ready uh, to drop the anchor. This, this feels far too familiar. So drop the anchor then. And one of the crew members like sarcastically yells, are we dropping the anchor? Did you dare to question your captain's orders? Not a question, just confirming. Captain, are we dropping anchor? You you feel pretty, with pretty good certainty that this is kind of where you need to be. Uh, drop the anchor. Drop the anchor! Drop the anchor! Okay, dropping the anchor. You see crew members kind of uh, un unleash the, uh, the anchor that is tied up, and it starts feeding all this rope. And about 100 feet of rope go down before it kind of stops. And then they, they give it a tug, and it uh, it seems to be secure. I lean over to old Grizzlefish and go like, these idiots shouldn't have dropped the anchor. <laughs> well, the captain said, drop the anchor. Merrick would like to go down to the armory and start to gather up the uh, various underwater apparel that we have and the, the water breathing potion. All right. Yeah, so down there in the armory, there are... Uh, happens to be five uh, potions of underwater breathing uh, that gives you underwater uh, capabilities and a swim speed equal to your walking speed for one hour. Uh, I did post the Cloak of the Manta Ray in the chat. That gives you a swim speed of 60 feet, so one of you is going to be able to uh, swim a little bit faster. Um, can I can I determine who gets what? Uh, or should you're, I, you're I the will. you're the one as the first mate. You are the one in charge of of the armory. Uh, there is a helm of underwater action that does give dark vision up to sixty feet and a thirty feet uh, swimming speed. Uh, if somebody does not have dark vision, um, I'm going to assume that our human friend does not have dark vision. Is there anyone else that doesn't? I do not. Also, um, if it matches your swim, if it matches your walking speed, I can swim at forty feet. Uh, forty feet. Okay. How fast am I? Forty-five so, feet. Oh, yeah, you're a monk. Uh, yeah, so that forty uh, feet from me. If if you put the helm on, it would not negate your. Uh, if you have forty feet of swim speed, it would not negate that and make it a thirty. You would still stay with the forty. Well, I have twenty-five feet of movement. <laughs> you gnome. <laughs> so, I'm short I'm legs. Just gonna, I'm just gonna have rips carry me around. It's fine. <laughs> Um, I dis I obviously I'll distribute each of the potions to um, to each of our lovely band of misfits here. Um, the helm of underwater action. So sorry, remind me what that is. Again. Uh, it gives you dark vision up to sixty feet. Okay. And we since all of you, I mean, if you take it, you would gain five feet of movement. But if anybody yeah. else takes it, they would just get the. Uh, the so. Dark vision. I'm gonna give the helm to Warwick because he's uh, you're human, right, Warwick? You would be correct, my friend. All right, so I'm gonna give that to Warwick because you know he seems to be the one that actually knows what he's doing with this sort of nonsense. And then, of course, I will give the lovely cloak of the manta ray to my darling captain, with a wonderful, the most magnificent terror. Merrick, you flatter me. Are you sure that none of our other Fast. 
You are amazing. I don't know. And um, so I'll just let you decide what to do with it. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> I walk away. Isles <laughs> to himself. So I will be blind if we go underwater. I don't have dark vision. So what I'm thinking is I'll stay up here and guard all the food and valuables we've already collected. And you guys can tell there into the Surgeon, if we meet with a untimely demise in the depth. I oh, I will carry I your story. You the same fate. Well, I thought that was going to be sweeter, but sure. Rips, you just come with us. I need you to protect me and watch my back. Okay, but I won't be able to see. That's fine. You just you feel around, like, just poke at things that aren't me. Did we not have an item that would provide dark vision to creatures that did not possess such an ability? Just the one, and it went to Warwick. Okay, so what <laughs> could work? This is—I mean, I'm just—I just, got some options here. I could become an animal that has dark vision, and then I'll eat the thing that makes me breathe underwater. And you could have like an underwater chicken or whatever, whatever has dark vision. I don't know. I'll have to look them up. <laughs> oh man, I. I don't know. What is the CR rating that you can change into? Do you know? Not good. One second. I can't remember. Yeah, so you look that up because uh, <laughs> I'd be totally game with you doing that. Um, any Anything else anybody Max wants to do? Max CR of one-fourth. Oh, <laughs> One-fourth. Uh, let's see. So you could be an axe beak, a boar, a constrictor snake, a cow. Uh, uh, <laughs> there is a which of those has dark vision. You, you can go be. For a cow. <laughs> we do have a spare potion now with my helmet, so we could feed oh, that, that potion true. to the cow, and he'd be fine. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to see if there's one that swims. Uh, a I giant think the, frog. I think this. Hold oh, on. A giant frog has dark vision. Okay, that could. Uh, there, hold on, this could work. Now, what I'm thinking is, I'll carry the gnome in the giant frog's mouth. And then uh, you can use me like a human submarine. <gasps> yes. Will I die? It will <laughs> smell bad. Oh. Very froggy. I don't. Hmm. All right, throw me in. I like it. <laughs> Durtar right, so... just puts a hand on Tarragon's shoulder. I'm very sorry. Oh, it's quite all right. No worries. Is the gnome bothering you? No. Not yet. He's not in my mouth. <laughs> you are not involved in this conversation. Ribbit. <laughs> so, I I assume that you have <laughs> transformed in this frog. Ribbit. All right, perfect. Uh, and I, I posted the, the stats for that in the Discord. Um, yep. So uh, you do have a swim speed. You can breathe. You can uh, you have some dark vision. Okay, anything anybody else wants to do before you, you print this uh, underwater excursion? Durotar will lean down to the captain. If the gnome bothers you, do let me know. Also, then I changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> he nods. And he gets his weapons ready with a 
with a very malicious grin. Um, real fast. Uh, so it says here that swallow is actually an attack for the frog. <laughs> yeah, just don't swallow while uh, the old and, uh, is in there. <laughs> so if I swallow the frog, um, he's gonna take. 2d4 acid damage at the start of every turn, and when you're inside of a frog, I think that means every six seconds. Uh, so I'm going we'll to ride say, on the back. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. Yep, yep, yep. Problem solved. Or we'll, we could say that you're just like nestled in the mouth and not actually like swallowed into. Or you can ride on the back. I'm gonna ride on the back. <laughs> We're just gonna take a rope. We're gonna make a little harness, and I'm gonna ride on the back. Yeah, you now have a little frog harness. Um, Ribbit. And it's actually like a perfect sized uh, like amount for you as a no being a small creature. Uh, the giant um, frog is medium sized, so yeah, you fit on and you're you're ready. Uh, any, anybody else? Want to I hope silver. Oh, hey, please hey, tell cat. me you have a naked cat scarf while you're riding this frog. <laughs> of course. <laughs> hey, well, cat. The cat gets the other potion. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Problem solved. Is this where you saw your life heading? The captain is shaking her head in disappointment. His head, his head in disappointment at us. As she stares at the the gnome climbing on the back of the frog. <laughs> I don't see any problems. All right, how are how do you guys want to exit this boat? You want to do it like scuba diver style, back over, or you just? Jackknife. I, I, I do like a Assassin's Creed style, like just straight up. Die. All right. I would like to kick the sides of the frog that I'm on, as if I'm riding a horse while yes, yelling, "Hey, hey, yeah!" <laughs> I am going I to jump off the ship in like a uh, in a scuba diver style to make sure that he just gets smacked by the water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so as you like you, that. Uh, <laughs> the gif of the cat where it like goes to jump but it doesn't go anywhere it's just (laughs) (laughs) as you spur the side of this frog go ahead uh duratar sorry no sorry stretches his muscle muscles just another day another (laughs) day closer to death and he just jumps in (laughs) okay as everybody kind of lands and and hits this water uh merrick you are kind of back first uh, but everybody else can give me a perception check as you kind of like adjust your eyes here. Oh shit! I don't know what die to use. I'm scared of all of them. That's a 16 for Warwick. Okay, what? 16. Natural 20 for Darutar. That's an unnatural 20 for Rips the Frog. Oh no! I'm ready to disappoint y'all. Uh oh. Keep it going. Keep it going. Four this time. That's even not as good as perception, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So everybody but the everybody I but the say, captain. <laughs> Go ahead, Ward. I must say, I do enjoy the fact that the DM is just ruthlessly laying into our roles this evening. <laughs> I love it. It's so I, amazing. You know, yeah. Sorry. You do. It's lovely. <laughs> so uh, everybody but Merrick and Terrigan, uh, you kind of make out the outline of the ship. It's it's about 100 feet down, kind of nestled in between uh, two kind of craggy uh, coral uh, structures. Uh, I posted it in the chat there. 
Uh, you do see that the mast has been broken off and is is laying next to it. Uh, as you draw, you're immediately met as you're kind of acclimate here. This the the cold water of the sea. Uh, your face kind of becomes numb a little bit. Your joints begin to tighten as that cold water just kind of settles in around you. Your eyes take a second to adjust, and as they finally do, you blink into uh, and see this outline. Uh, once you take a second, center yourself in your new surroundings. You see this new world. Uh, uh, it's it's almost beautiful. Uh, uh, these colorful coral landscapes, these two mountainous coral crags that kind of uh, uh, flank the side of this ship. Um, there's these kelp beds that lie around it at the bottom. Um, there's just wildlife unknown that's kind of moving around. You do see like uh, darkened shadows uh, in the distance. You do see some other schools of fish that are kind of fluttering in and out. Um, it, it almost takes you a second to realize that you don't need to hold your breath. So you're under there and, and, and all of you instinctively are kind of, except the frog maybe at this point, are kind of like holding that breath in and, and, and your face is almost turning red. And then all of a sudden you're like, it clicks in like, oh yeah, I can breathe. And you kind of take in this big, uh, this, this magical arcane sense of air that comes in and fills your lungs. And it begins to start to warm everything up around you. Uh, your joints start to kind of feel it a little bit and, and your face becomes now uh there's like blood flow happening uh and and you do you're kind of like just take a second and float there as you start to descend and you get closer to the ship uh you do see that it, it is a much like your ship only uh smaller in length it's got a, a front upper deck and it's got the back deck and it's got some stairs that go down to a main deck and then right in the center there is a uh, uh, a hatch that goes down and covering that hatch is uh, old degraded uh, like cargo netting and, and ropes that are only covering about half of it and, and the other bit is is open that you could uh, seemingly pass through. Uh, so as you guys approach this, uh, how, how are you doing this? Sorry, how big is the opening that we can see there? Like the part that's not covered by the mesh and stuff? Uh, it is 15 foot wide and 10 foot long. And, and from what you can see, it's, it's probably, uh, you can't really make out how deep it goes down. It, it gets a little dark there. Uh, and as you get closer, there are two, uh, doors that, uh, lead down into, uh, into what would be like the lower deck of the ship. So there is the, the cargo hole or there are doors that go down. I would like the uh, the frog to gesture to myself and the one on my back, and I kind of play a little game of underwater charades of basically what I'm trying to get across is, we'll go check it out. Okay, yeah. So, uh, Merrick, do you do you spur him along even further? Oh, I give him a good old kick <laughs> in the side. <laughs> All right. As you get as you get closer, you do see the ship is just covered in barnacles, uh, front to back. Um, and the, the the top deck of the ship has been there's nothing on it really other than you know just some like loose kelp and and some uh, sea debris but there are no like man-made uh, boxes or barrels or other than that the tattered cargo net over the hole um, a question for you sorry yep. real quick here um, with the underwater breathing obviously we can just breathe underwater we cannot communicate with each other right it's just hand gestures and signals that sort of yeah, thing we're playing loose rules on the underwater combat here uh kind of like rips just did he 
described what he was going to do in words and then added i gesture all of that and i'm totally cool with that otherwise where it becomes a mute thing for a while um so yeah like describe what you're going to do how you would do it and we'll make it happen okay as we're riding down towards the opening i assume that uh, rips is taking us to i would like to uh make con- eye contact with duratar and point to him point to the barnacles and then just like you know uh, miming eating food like go get it <laughs> alright so as uh, Rips and Merrick are heading down are you guys heading towards the, the cargo hole or just the deck itself I, I was going for the cargo hole okay alright so as you're heading there what's everybody else doing I imagine they kind of uh, squirm in front of everybody as everybody else kind of gets acclimated um, uh, I'm going to follow behind like okay. just kind of tagging along as they kind of head in first. I'll just kind of keep a few body lengths back and, and okay. follow them slowly. Okay. And what kind of weapon do you have? Uh, long sword and a scimitar. Okay. Do you have and the scimitar? Off my do you have the scimitar in your mouth? And you just I do now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to now. All right. Yeah. So you got both your both your weapons kind of at the ready as you're 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 kind of struggling to keep up. The 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 frog is a, it's a little more. Uh, agile under here, but you're you're able to keep that length. Uh, Terrigan, how are you liking it underwater? And what are you what are you doing? Why are you laughing? <laughs> I'm laughing because of the. How are you liking it under the water? Do you enjoy it? Is it fun? Are you having a good time? <laughs> it's just it just caught me off guard. Drop us a rate on Yelp. <laughs> oh my god. Um, going towards the cargo hold. Is always a bad idea. No, I'd probably also, I'd probably be next to Warwick. All right. Yeah. So you two are, you two are kind of like parallel, fluttering together behind the frog and uh, Merrick. Uh, And as I'm going down, can I actually kind of do a glance over the boat and try and kind of get an idea of what took this ship down? Uh, yeah, give me a give me a perception check as you're just trying to get an overall view of that. And while you do that, uh, Duratar, what what are you doing? So that's a sixteen. So okay, yeah, sixteen. You can see a couple things here. You could see that the mast or the the sail mast pole thing is broken, and it does. And all of the sails itself are nowhere to be found. You mm-hmm. do see, and this looks more like post uh, crash. You do see. Uh, towards the front right of the ship, like passenger side, front passenger side of the ship is uh, a hole that maybe a, a gnome-sized creature could fit through. But other than that, it, it is kind of like formed around the coral that has punctured a hole in there. But there is enough room that a smaller person or creature could come in and out as they please. Um, but there's no damage that would indicate otherwise that this thing just crashed in a storm or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So what what you're kind of getting is a storm kind of broke that masthead, took the sails with it. And judging by like the eeriness and kind of the uh, the feeling uh, up uh, topside that maybe it wasn't so much all natural. Like there was something else here that kind of played a hand in, in the sinking of the ship. Perfect. All right, is Duratar, are you back or are you? One, two, three. No, okay. <laughs> I'm back. Sorry. There you okay, there you are. All right, what are you, what are you doing as, as everybody else is approaching this, sh- this ship? Let's see. Durutar wants to look around to see if there are any threats. 
Okay. Yeah. Give me a give me a perception check as you're. Uh, are you? So right now we have uh, Rips and Merrick in the front. We got mm-hmm. Warwick and Terrigan behind them. Where are you in relation to everybody else? I think I'm going to watch the rear. Okay, so you're you're even further back, kind of getting uh, this helicopter view of of the area. Go ahead and give me a yeah. Give me a perception check. That would be a seventeen. Yeah, seventeen. So around the ship, kind of uh, strewn about, you do see um, kind of some mounds of of sand that seem to be covering something. You can't really tell if it's a threat or not, but it is uh, kind of out of place. And like I said earlier, you do see like some shadowed figures like far off in the distance. But other than that, you don't get any immediate threat. Better safe than sorry. I would stab it if I were you. I'm going to prepare an action to go into a rage and launch uh, a javelin towards it if it moves. Okay. Yeah. So as or you're... if it gets if something gets a little too close or if something moves okay. a little too fast. All right. Perfect. So you're slowly descending down uh, the rips and Merrick. You first touch down on the deck of the boat, uh, that that main deck right in the middle outside of the. Um, the hatch, the uh, the the cargo hold. Uh, go ahead and give me a perception check. I assume you're looking down in it. I, yeah, I of course. Yeah, I, I shouldn't assume. Yeah. Definitely looking down into it, seeing what I can see there. Okay. Um, yeah. So go ahead and give me a uh, perception checks as you're kind of uh, looking and getting uh, a bigger piece. Um, and then shortly after you guys land, Terrigan and Warwick, you guys touch ground right behind. I am excited to announce the first nat one of the night. Oh, no, I, I already had it in that one. I took that from you. <laughs> well, it looks like I don't have anything. <laughs> don't steal this from him. I'm gonna. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I rolled um, a 16. Yeah, Rips, you don't see shit. Uh, <laughs> Merrick, you see that this, it goes down probably like 10 feet into uh, the lower hold. I mean, you know, you know the makings of a ship. You know that there's going to be a floor down there. Uh, and it's it's rather dark in there, and you can't really see much more than that. There is a bottom, and it goes down about ten feet. So even with my dark vision, I can't see too far ahead oh, of me. Or yeah. Is... Sorry, yeah, you have dark vision. Dur, dur. So below, you do see this. Why would I keep this from you? You see <laughs> this hulking bit of metal that's got uh, it's it's almost like a drum, and it's got these these legs that come out of it on the side. It almost looks like a crab, but it is uh, very uh, uh, constructed and metal-like, and you're assuming this is what you came looking for, this apparatus of the crab. It is down and chained to the ground, to the the deck, Um, and it it is starting to rust. It has some of the wear and tear of just being in the seawater, but it is, uh, as in comparison to everything else on the ship, it is in rather good condition. Can I get a little closer and see if I can see any sort of traps or anything that's on this thing? Or Yeah, so as you now, you peek your head under there. Uh, let me add a new picture to the chat here. Um, Just kind of cautiously working my way into the hole here. Yeah, so now uh, you peek your head down. You do see stairs that go up. As you kind of look down and around, you can assume those head up to the top deck. You do see some rooms and a hallway uh, towards the back side. You do see a door cutting off the front side. Uh, and this has this apparatus is chained to the middle of the room. 
Um, and it does have a, a big lock on it. I would like to I, and I should say I should say you do see uh, in the passenger side you do see that the the hole H O L E and the hole H U L L uh, and and it gets kind of it gets dark really quick uh, heading off that way. I would like to very cautiously approach the lock and okay. attempt to pick that um, with my thieves' tools. Okay, so as you descend down into rips, are you hanging up topside? Or are you coming down with him? He's, isn't he on my back? Uh, I, I imagined you kind of... Oh, yeah. No, where he goes, I go. Dismounted. No, where he goes, I go. Okay. So both of you go down into the, the whole lower deck. Uh, Terrigan and Warwick, what are you guys doing as you see two of your party members go down? I'm going to stay up top and keep watch and kind of okay. keep checking underneath. I'm assuming with the dark vision now that I'm helmet giving, gives me that I can kind of peer in and kind of get an eye on them every once in a while, but I want to make sure that nothing's coming from okay. the outside. Alright, perfect. I would I would like to indicate, you know, just hold back. Give us a moment, sort of idea. Just like, put my hand out, like, just stay. Okay. Let us go ahead and take the risk here. Okay. Um, I would uh, be taking my quarterstaff and um, perhaps hags Um is there anything you like checking the seaweed? Cause I've just like heard weird shit, making sure like nothing's hiding. Just... Okay. So do you go outside of the ship? So I would say, uh, uh, Duratar is on the North side of the ship where the broken, uh, mast is. Are you going with him? Or are you staying on top? There's not a whole lot of like growing seaweed as in like forest blinding vision on the deck of the ship. But if you get things can hide, I'm just okay. like, okay, there's nothing yeah. to watch. All right. So you're just watching the nooks and the crannies of the ship and trying to see, you know, what's coming out. Um, so Merrick, as you go down and you get your, your lock pick out, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. Just pulling that out of the little pouch there and just trying to pop that open. All right. Perfect. So as your lock pick touches, your lock pick kit touches, uh, Duratar, you see one of those mounds of sand start to rustle a little bit and out of it pops this skeletal hand that starts that like puts its hand on the side and then up pops this other skeletal hand and it is slowly like rising from the sand I look over to uh, and just give a nod and look back at the skeleton like let's go okay Duratar's got it Terrigan, you see it happening. Warwick, you see it happening. Uh, Merrick and Rips, you don't you don't hear it happening. But uh, yeah, you're doing your thing. Uh, go ahead and give me. Let's we'll do this in some chunks here. Uh, Merrick, go ahead and give me a lock pick check. Uh, that's going to be a d20 plus your sleight proficiency. See, yeah. Oh, is it proficiency or is it sleight of hand? Uh. I believe it's proficiency. So you're because you actually have the 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 cool. piece. Yeah. But if you, if okay. you want to do slide of hand, I don't care. No, that's fine. Um, it's a fourteen. Fourteen. Is that adding your decks as well? Let's add your decks as well. Oh, add my decks as well. Yeah. Um, my decks modifier or yeah, yeah, your decks modifier. Fifteen. <laughs> 
Well, I'm glad we did that. So you're able, like, it takes you a second. You got to kind of like dig out some of the crusties and the barnacles that have kind of like made it their home on this lock. But once you do that, you're able to kind of get it and wiggle it in. And that lock does pop off. And as soon as that breaks and snaps, you see coming out of that hallway to the backside of the ship, you do see a, a, a skeleton kind of crawling towards you. So let's go ahead and roll initiative at this point, I think. Oh, let's do it. Rip it. 17. <laughs> uh, 17 for Warwick. God almighty. Three. Uh, Three for Rips. 15. 15? 17 was Merrick, actually. It's uh, 15 for Warwick. Oh. Warwick Davis. Thank you. Uh, what about Duratar? Oh, that's not good. That's an eight. Eight. All right. So we got Merrick, you're up first. Um, how far away is... Sorry. Followed by Warwick. And then Terrigan. Oh, and then we got... Rips, you're bringing up the rear. <laughs> All right, Merrick, you are up first. So how far away from me is that uh, delightful skeleton? Uh, ba -ba -ba -ba. Let's see. It is... I'm assuming you're on the, the northern side of that apparatus. It is probably 20 feet away from you at this point. It's coming down the hallway. Just so it's, I, it's on all fours. You can't really, or not on all fours. It's just like military crawling up to you. So I can see it no problem though. Like yeah. I have a clear line yeah. of sight. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, what do I want to do here? Uh, I would love to be able to take my brand new trident and just hurl that thing right at it. Okay. So go ahead and make an attack roll with the trident. It is, you get, so it's going to be proficiency plus dex plus one because it's a plus one. Proficiency plus dex plus one. Okay. So 13. 18 to hit. Yeah, that definitely hits a skeleton as it's crawling its way towards you. In one hand, it does have a, uh, a sword. And it kind of comes in and it just pierces it through its like rib cage and kind of pins it to the ground. Uh, you get a D6 piercing damage plus your dex plus one. Oh, well, that's a six. So that's eight total. Eight total. Yeah, it kind of it's sitting there kind of held in place now, but it's still snapping its jaw and it's starting to try to like wiggle free and crawl towards you. So it's uh, locked you, in place? Yeah. Well, until sort it's of. turn and then, yeah, yeah. it's kind of... Yeah. Uh, you have movement and bonus action if you'd like. Uh, so for the bonus, oh, uh, for sneak attack. Sorry, does that mean if he hasn't gone? Um, uh, he knows you're there okay. unless you have uh, if, unless there's something special in your subclass that gives it to you for acting first. I would once believe... per turn you once per turn you can deal an extra three d six damage to one creature you hit with an attack with a finesse or ranged weapon if you have advantage. Oh, I don't have advantage on yeah, that. Yeah, you don't have Never. advantage. He knows you're Never. there. Um, if he was engaged with one of your party members, then you you would get that sneak attack. But in this case, no. Right. Sorry, uh, I forgot that. Um, so bonus action, I really can't do much. I'm going to. Uh, where is uh, Rips in relation to me? 
Uh, I believe he's he's top side of that the apparatus next to you. So I'm just gonna move slightly so that I'm I'm kind of not fully blocking his view, but just sort of position myself as kind of a shield for his little frog form there and trying to protect him a little bit. Okay. All right. Perfect. Uh, Warwick, on the top deck, you see uh, that that mound start to kind of rustle and you see those skeleton arms come up and starting to pull itself out. And at this point, you can, it's like from a uh, rib cage down, a rib cage up is exposed. Excuse me. I go head on at it with my uh, long sword and my scimitar drawn. So okay. uh, charge full force. Yeah, you jump off the deck and you just start like uh, jettison yourself, kind of push off the side of the boat, and you kind of are propelled with sword in hand, flying a torpedo towards a skeleton. Go ahead and give me a, a attack roll there. Oh yeah, there's a nat one for the first one. Ooh, so yeah, first attack. You're kind of your sword kind of sticks in the sand right next to it. Good. Second attack. Second attack's much better. That is a. 23. Yeah, 23. You're able to kind of drive down this. The, is this your scimitar on the second attack? This is the longsword still. Okay. Longsword come down and cleave like right in the corner of its neck and breaking through its clavicle bone and just kind of shattering it a little bit. Uh, roll that damage. Uh, that is... Big old... F- what is that? Nine. Nine points of damage. Uh, Not yeah, terrible. It takes a bit. It's still like it's trying to get itself up, kind of pushing itself up now. But one arm is like hacked off, so one arm is now trying to get himself out of this hole. He's still there, but not not looking too hot. Uh, with bonus my action. bonus action, yeah. So as a two two weapon fighter, I can kind of flourish with the long sword and I come back with the scimitar and swing for a third strike. Cool, do it. That is seventeen. Yeah, it definitely hits. Comes. That's nine more. Oh yeah, that yeah. You come up, undercut this uh, the scimitar up through it, and kind of like split it right down chest in half, and it just it was struggling, and now it just like is falling down back into its uh, its watery grave. Um, I look over to my captain and just give a little wink and a smile, and kind of your turn, uh, Terrigan. It is now your turn, and you see uh, fifteen feet. Next to that mound, you see another mound start to move and a skeleton start to pull itself up. So there's one more at least out there. How far is that second one? Uh, We'll say it's 20 feet uh, off of the edge of the ship. So if you move, I think, five feet to the edge of the ship, it's another 20 feet. And uh... Okay, I'm going to go after the second one. Okay, and you're going to get in melee with it? I'm going to go attack just... You're cutting out, Cole? Pop, pop. (laughs) All right. Uh, I assume you're going to hit it with your quarterstaff. Did you roll roll attack? Okay. First one absolutely misses. That was a two plus five. That's seven. So, okay. This die is grounded. Goodbye. Yeah, get it Um, Then That's the sad part. Please don't fuck me. Hey, all right. It's What'd you roll? Uh, 18 plus 5. Yeah, that definitely hits. Okay. Oh, man. Okay, and that's a D6. Your unarmed okay. strike is a plus 5. It's a D6 plus 2. Okay, so that's 6. 
blows. Okay. I'll roll again. Ooh. Uh, the, the, the ten. Ten to hit? That does not hit. Alright, we'll, we'll, we'll pin her uh, finishing her attacks here. Um, down below the deck, rips. You see out of the corner of your eye coming out of that that cavern towards the uh the the upper right of the ship you see coming out of this cavern this tentacle start to weave its way around and towards you how how big is this thing uh the tent well the tentacle starts rather small but then it it kind of tapers wider and it is rather long and it is fishing its way out and okay, so the good. likelihood that I would be able to swallow this thing is is, is minuscule, <laughs> minuscule at best, is what oh I'm hearing. Oh my god. Yeah, we it just... is it is rather long at this point as it gets to you. Okay, alright, hold on. Let's see here. Uh, okay, is... well uh yeah, I guess we're just gonna bite him. Well, it's it's actually the tentacles turn. Oh, oh, I it's thought I thought you were telling yet. it was my I, turn. Okay. No, no, sorry. Uh, so it is going to come out and, and try to grab onto you. Uh, 17. I don't know what your armor class is, Rips. Yeah, it turns out frogs don't have the highest natural armor. Oh, that shoot. hits hard, baby. Okay. Uh, you are going to take... Uh, yeah, you take six damage as this tentacle wraps around you and starts to like squeeze a little bit like a constrictor and i am grappled uh yeah you would be grappled at this point we'll pa- pause there uh terrigan are you back yes okay one so, of your attacks missed i think i got that yes and then okay. my second one okay y'all are not going to believe this but it is a natural 20 that's what we like to hear Plus five. Back with us. All right. So yeah, you definitely hit. Roll the damage dice. Double that damage dice. Okay. Pop, pop. That's a six. So that's 12. 14 points of damage. You're able, where your first punch missed, you're able to now just kind of under uppercut this skeletal head that is trying to pull itself out and snarl at you. And its head just goes, flies off and is now like, slowly floating back down to the sandy bottom and it, the rest of its body falls down. Uh, your movement's done. You're, I think you used your bonus action. Yeah. All right. So, that, yeah, that's the end of your turn. You dispatch the skeleton and, and kind of one punch there. Uh, your captain is one punch. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> the skeleton that is coming towards uh, Merrick starts to it's able to kind of pull out that trident and come up to you now. It's now like on the ground coming up to you. It's going to take a swipe with uh, <laughs> with its uh, short sword. Uh, ooh, that's a natural 17 plus four as it comes right. down. It gets you right in the, right in the heel. <laughs> Ow. Uh, uh, that's going to be four slashing damage as he swipes across you. And that is his turn. Uh, the the other one outside by uh, Warwick comes up. He's going to take a swipe at you as he's kind of half his body is out. He's only got one arm left, but he's going to fight and punch you. Uh, that's going to be a 14. Warwick, I don't know your your AC. 
you're on mute. Oh, that hits me for sure. Oh, Just. 14. Let's see. Oh, that's five slashing damage as he comes in and I'll gets you. I'll parry that. Ooh. What does that mean? So with the reaction, I can, or I can actually parry with a maneuver. So I can okay. roll on my, my superiority dice to actually lessen the damage. Okay. Uh, which is down by three, so it reduces to two. All right. So yeah, two damage. Barely just kind of like a surface wound, just a surface cut on your on your forearm there as you're kind of moving his sword out of the way. Uh, yeah. Uh, Duratar, you are up. You see uh, some of your your compatriots fighting off these uh, these mounds of uh, skeletons crawling their way out. You don't see any fresh skeletons, just the one that attacked Warwick. Okay, I think I'm gonna go after the one that attacked Warwick. Okay. To take out my great axe. Um, how many do I see? You just, just that one is left. You do hear some rustling and some commotion within the ship. Okay, so I'm going to go for a reckless attack on here while I'm still raging. Okay. Yeah, so you kind of, you, you flutter yourself down to where Warwick is engaged with him. So now I'll say you're flanking, so you would get advantage anyways, but. So that is a 18 to hit. 18 definitely hits. Alright. Great axe. How many? Um, oh, I'm sorry. Not the great axe. My maul. 2d6. Okay. So far. Alright, that is... 10, that is 12 points of bludgeoning damage. Uh, yeah, that's... You come in and you just cleave off maul the other side of its the other shoulder blade that was holding the sword the one army had left and now it's just like the spinal cord and a head that is just sitting there that then just falls forward face down in the sand half its body still in its grave just falls down uh now it is dead yeah yeah it's gone and you, you don't see any other rustling any anything uh Outside of the ship, uh, again, that commotion that you did here in the faintest of commotions inside. Uh, are any of us inside the ship? Yeah, you know, Rips and uh, Merrick are down in the uh, in the hold there. Uh, could I swim? Because uh, as a... I fell an enemy, uh, as a bonus action, I can attack another thing. Okay, uh, I'll say you use 10 feet of your movement to get next to Warwick, so you have however many feet left. 30. 30 feet would be... Okay, so left. 30 feet will get you up and on the deck. It's not going to be enough to get you down into the into the, the ship. I don't see anything but, then. But you could get up there, and as you look down, uh, you do see <laughs> you do see Rips uh, grappled by a tentacle and kind of like in his frog giant frog mouth Traveling opening Traveling at that tentacle... Yeah, you, you see that, and uh, there is a skeleton engaged with uh, with uh, Merrick. So I'm going to try to free Surgeon here with a reckless attack through the javelin. Okay. Critical hit. Whoa! Yes, yeah, so you're you. 
pinpoint this javelin coming through the opening in the top of the ship and come down just outside of Rip's face and pins this uh, this uh, this tentacle down to the ground. Go ahead and uh, roll damage. Ten piercing damage. Ten piercing damage. Holy cow. Let me mark that off. Yeah, and as that hits, uh, Rips, you feel that tentacle... Uh, the back half of that tentacle that is gripping you and constricting you down, it uh, releases you, and now it is your turn, uh, Rips, and you are not grappled. I want to try to talk to it in my frog form. Okay. <laughs> now, now I'm going to just say, uh, 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 you know what? I'm going to go with, um, there's a lot of hate in the world today and I don't see why friendship couldn't be an option there. Any response on that one? Uh, yeah. Uh, you hear uh, coming out of that cavern uh, behind the, the darkened shadows there, you hear you don't want to end up like me. Leave now or my minions will tear you apart. That's about the end of its six seconds. So you do hear some uh, discourse coming back your way. Oh. <laughs> I'm thinking. Oh. Oh, I'll attack him. <laughs> okay, yeah, so you see this tentacle in front of you. Go ahead and uh, give me an attack roll. You can't see the what this tentacle is attached to. You just heard the voice, but uh, you can go ahead and give me an attack roll. Wait, hold on. All right, you know what? I'm going to go for the Hail Mary. <laughs> okay. I'm going to hug the tentacle and say we can work it out. <laughs> this tentacle that just released you, you are now... Well, he, already, he talked to me. Like, I, if, if, we, if we're communicating, this could work. And maybe he needs a frog hug. <laughs> okay, so you give him this big frog hug. And I'll take yeah. the damage that I know I'm about to incur. All right. Uh, we'll see what happens. That, but that's your action, going in and embracing this tentacle with a nice, warm frog hug. When's the last time we, we tried to bridge the gap between monster and man? There is nothing for you here. You hear out of the uh, the shadows there, uh, and we'll call that your turn. <laughs> I'm um, trying. I'm trying to save lives. Merrick, I took an oath. you are engaged with the skeleton at your feet, and you see Rips doing some odd things with this tentacle. Upsetting. <laughs> Honest to goodness, who even knows where to start with this mess? Um. So I've got a skeleton at my feet. Rips yeah. is hugging a tentacle. Did I manage to open the lock that I was... The yeah, yeah, you I popped just... it open. And as you uh, are now like, you're like scanning the, the area here. You see the skeleton, you see Rips doing weird things. You check back at the apparatus and you see um, in the back side of it, because it's like a barrel with legs coming out of it. And it's got claws in the front. On the sure. back side, you do see a door, like a like a hatch, to get inside of this apparatus. Oh, oh, um, I would like to. 
so if I if I leave the skeleton, he's going to get an attack of opportunity, right? Uh, you would be able to kind of sidle around the backside if you would enter the the apparatus. You would, yep. but if if you're just going to the door, you're fine. Uh, but yeah, he would. Okay, so what I would like to do is use my action to disengage. Okay. So that he can't attack me. I think you can and do that as a bonus action being a rogue. Bonus action? Okay, I'm going to use yeah. a bonus action to do that. Yeah. And I'm going to use my action to open and yeah. try and pop yeah. inside. So you pop inside and it's like a hermetically sealed inside that you're able to open. And you do see, feel water start to rush inside. Are you oh. going all the way in? Yep, full force. Let's go. <laughs> so you go in and you shut the door behind you. Oh my God, I have some new things to give you in chat. Oh, I'm um, so excited. <laughs> well, there's uh, two things I'm going to upload here. Um, oh, that's that's tiny. <laughs> well, yeah, sorry. Uh, this is the biggest thing that you want is uh, this has an armor class of 20. It has 200 hit points. But the second thing I uploaded there is the uh, the actions that you can take in here. There are you look inside. There are levers. There are 10 different levers and they each one looks like they move up and down. Um I'll say you know what they do. Like, we don't need to... Do we don't need to worry here. about that? Okay. Yeah, right. so you know that each lever does a different thing. Uh, pushing levers up and down do other things. Um, so I'll give you uh, this revolution of uh, initiative here to kind of look that over, and you can uh, do something with this. It does fit two people in there. Um, so am I doing something next round? or? Like yeah, I'll say next round, because you use your action to get in and close the door behind you. Yeah. Uh, you do have an action, uh, so next round you'll be able to do something. I would like to make it very clear that Merrick has pulled the door firmly closed behind him, thinking, <laughs> oh, goodness gracious, there's a dirty skeleton behind me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Warwick, what are you doing? There are no skeletons around you that are moving, uh, and you hear more and more commotion happening in the uh, on the inside of the ship there. Assuming whatever happened above has probably triggered something below, I'm going to sprint down to the to the lower levels and just dive, dive through that broken hole to see what's going on with Mary. Right. Uh, how much movement do you have? 30 feet. Yeah, so 30 feet, uh, much like uh, Duratar, you're able to get at the edge of this, this entrance, and you can see down in it, you see yep. uh, Rips, the frog grabbing uh, <laughs> the, uh, the tentacle, you see a skeleton kind of like scrambling, and uh, Merrick is nowhere to be found. Can't get much further than that, so I don't, there's nothing in range for me. There's nothing. There's all the blow, so I'm wait until next turn. That's all I can do. Uh, do you have a ranged attack or no? Okay. Yep. So you're you're kind of there. Ah, just uh, you can use your action to to get down in the hole. Oh, I could. Yeah, I could dash down. Yeah. All right. Good so call. you da yeah. you dash down in. You get you're engaged with the uh, skeleton that is kind of half bodied at that point uh, and he's kind of grabbing up at you so and that's you... full action but that's your action you do have a bonus action still yep which I can actually use as my offhand attack so alright yeah give me an attack roll on that skeleton that I did mention I'm like Will Wheaton 2.0 right <laughs> are you you making it happen exercising that ability very much yes no it's a one. <laughs> oh man yeah you don't uh nothing happens <laughs> you take a swipe but no 
Yeah, it's just too much for I you. I got there, swung, smiled on him, and went, oh, crap. <laughs> Maybe the pressure of being 100 feet down is like just kind of like ringing on your temples that, yeah, you miss. Uh, uh. Terrigan, it is now your turn. You are you see all of your compatriots kind of moving towards the, uh, the opening of the ship. Uh, is the in front of me, is he... Yeah, he's he's toast. Okay. Um, I. Are there any more skellies? Are there any? Is there anything else around me? No, nothing. Nothing moving on the outside. Just commotion on the inside. Is the frog still hugging the tentacle? <laughs> yeah, frogs. So you get up to the top. I imagine you use your movement to get there. Uh, you're looking down. Uh, yeah, frog hu- hugging a tentacle. Uh, Warwick engaged with a uh, with a skeleton. Uh, Merrick nowhere to be found. Is this tentacle, is it just like a random, like, Cthulhu tentacle? Just- yeah, kind of. Uh, purple in color, and it's coming out of the, the darkened cavern that is in the, uh, the the upper right of the ship. Tentacle. <laughs> All right, so you jump down in. Give me a, give me a punch on that tentacle. First attack. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's a 10. Ugh, yeah, that 10, you're, it's, it's kind of wiggling squirming side to side you can't quite get it you 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 hit air next attack i can attack the 19 yeah 19 hits after the first one you're able to kind of as it's squirming away from you you're able to kind of pop it that's uh eight points of damage eight points of damage huh okay then i'm gonna Okay, uh, then I'm gonna do action. I've never played a monk before, so this is weird. No, I'm usually didn't. like, I take a shot with the crossbow, my turn's done. Um, when you use the attack action with an unarmed strike or a monk weapon on your turn, one arm. My god, that's an 18 plus 5. You hit, you hit it. <laughs> Punch the crap out of it be known that I fight with my tail and my one arm so it's just like um so that's a seven damage alright yeah it's it's kind of like getting bounced off the, the bottom deck of the ship but still bouncing itself right up Ooh, uh, as I watch you punch the shit out of those tentacles you hear like a froggy oh shit oh <laughs> <laughs> um, is, is that Eight, it? 9, uh, 10, 11, 12, 13. Uh, the last one is a 13. 13 doesn't hit. Again, you just you just get kind of the bottom of the deck and some splinters from the, the old rotten floorboard kind of fly up in your face. I don't know, like floating in the air. Uh, as you do that, you pull your fist up and out. You see two more tentacles kind of start to creep out of this cavern. And behind oh. it, you see... It is now, you now see the body of what is the, these tentacles are connected to. Uh, think, think Ursula kind of in your head here. Uh, you see this big captain's hat, uh, the, a buccaneer's coat that begins uh, to cover its hip and waist, um, where two legs should be split into eight different tentacles. And it's kind of just like floating there, uh, propped up on two tentacles. The other six are now starting to make their way out. Um, you can uh, assume this is the the guardian or the, the captain of what was the smiling uh, Leviathan. As it kind of gets its way out, he says to you, 
I told you to leave now. You don't want to end up like me. And he he uh, looks over at the apparatus of the crab and, and he kind of uh, through the the eye holes in it that uh, Merrick can look through. He sees Merrick in there and then he looks back at Rips and uh, Terrigan and he opens up his mouth and this black ink starts to flood out in front of you. I need you to make uh, the both of you to make a constitution saving throw. And actually, uh, Warwick, you would be down there too. So yeah, I need the three of you to make a constitution saving throw as this ink comes woof, filtering into the uh, the ocean water. Not 20. Um, wow! Watch. <laughs> you save. Okay. What'd you get, Terrigan? Sorry, you cut out. 13? I'm, I'm trying to read lips here. 13? Uh, Rips, what'd you get? Well, as a giant frog, I think we all know with the grace and tenacity I would move through the water. That's a seven. Ooh. <laughs> uh, Warwick, saving. You take 15 points of necrotic damage. Tarragon and Tarragon and Rips, you take 30 points of necrotic damage as this ink starts to infiltrate your nostrils and your mouth and just starts to like get into your skin and into your being. It's feeling bad. Oh, uh, Rips, what do you got there? So the frog and actual Rips dies. No. Yeah, so the, frog, the frog only had five hit points left okay. and uh, old Rips only had 25. So, so uh, <laughs> correct, correct me if I'm wrong here, but the way Wild Shape works, you lose the hit points of the Wild Shape Beast and then you come back full health. Oh, you got the Collector's Edition. Dang. Show I wouldn't off. come back full health because I, I, when I wild shaped, I only had 25 points of health left. So I would come back with the 25 I had, and then I would take take the damage from there. So I, so, so my frog died, and then I died. Okay, well, unconscious. Oh, sorry, so, yeah. unconscious. Yeah, not Just dead. Just an unconscious so, man underwater. So, <laughs> take it. You as, that's 30 points. 30, three, zero. Three, zero. I have three hit points left. This guy's a Lucky. joke. Uh, so, uh, Rips, as this ink comes into your black, your your nostrils, your frog nostrils, kind of filters through your body, you quickly snap out of your frog form, and you see briefly this moment of Rips hanging on, uh, the full-bodied human hanging on to the end of this tentacle, and he looks at it, uh, catches eye contact with some of you, and then he falls down unconscious. Uh, Warwick, skeleton's gonna take a shot at you. Oh, uh, ooh, that's a natural twenty on my end. I will use luck, and you can reroll that. Oh, you son of a bitch! All right, <laughs> boy, good boy. That's a natural three on the reroll, so he's gonna miss big time. Maybe seeing some of this kind of cloud his vision. I will repost. Okay. Damage so if I remember how to do that, so yeah, I roll. The post is my favorite feature of all time ever. It's so fantastic. Um, seventeen damage. Seventeen. Oh shit! Jesus Christ! So yeah, you just shatter this whole skeletal being. It had like four hit points left. Just now, there are bone shards everywhere, joining uh, in the the swill of the shattered uh, floorboards. Uh, I do want to go back, Terrigan. Don't you have? 
like an uncanny dodge as a monk? You know, so you you take. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah! Can't wait for the action. Where you take half half damage on a fail and no damage on a success, so you would only take fifteen points. But uh, uncanny. I don't think. Th- I think that's rogue. No, I, oh, I know the monk gets oh. it, but it's it's like later. Uh, yeah, it must be like level. I think it's actually level seven. <laughs> you get that. So my bad. You take full damage. I'm sorry. He's just teasing you. He's teasing you now. Uh, <laughs> oh, I was so excited. I was like, oh, am I not dead? Yeah, seventh level is when you get evasion. All right. Yeah, sorry. Should have made you level seven. <laughs> so that, uh, uh, Duratar, you are up on top, seeing all of this, this chaos happen down below you. This ink is starting to now filter up to you. Uh, by the time it gets to you, it's, it's dissipated enough. But uh, what, what do you want to do? Okay, so do I see the the captain person, or is he obscured by this uh, cloud? No, you can you can make out the outline of him. You can't really like get detailed features of his face. How but far you know, away is he? Uh, let's see. Let's get back to that map. Uh, I mean, I'm probably just like floating because I am so close <laughs> to unconscious. Uh, he's about 25 feet down at an angle, that, uh, standing at the, the the opening of that cavern. Uh, and as you kind of like are peering through there, you do see uh, Terrigan kind of like hanging on with her one arm on the side of this apparatus, and you see rips just start to kind of, uh, you know, dead fish belly up and start to uh, float up to you. Let the record show that for some reason Ave Maria by Schubert is playing as you watch this. <laughs> Alright, Duratar, what, oh, what you Electric pulsing rage surges from his eyes down to his scars. They pulse, they electrify with this supernatural energy. Though it's underwater, he, technically he can't scream very well. A primal scream of rage. Do it. The swiftness and a fury rushes like like he pushes off of where he was with his feet, and he wants to two-hand overhand clobber this guy straight over the head. For the captain! Bam! I think so. Uh, yeah. That's a 27 to hit. 20 set, 27? Yeah, that, that hits. <laughs> that hits. A natural 20 Does there, it- people. Yeah, you come down and you kind of like straddle one of these tentacles that's coming up behind, under, in between your legs, and you're mm-hmm. just now wailing on this guy. So <laughs> that is team points of bludgeoning damage. Oof. Number one, folks. He looks up at this captain, this weird. Ursula crossover disgust he spits on its tentacle wound and goes for another strike do it seven it's the second 19 yeah that hits and as as you're are you hitting him with your maul yeah so as it's like swiping through the water some of that the swirling ink is coming up and you see more of his face it is barnacled it is like there are some skeletal uh his skull is exposed 
doesn't have any tentacles up top, but it is just like withering away uh, all the, the the humanoid parts of him that is left. Okay, that would be fifteen points oh, of bludgeoning man. damage. Yeah, just rocking this guy. You're just cleaving and mauling the side of him, and he's just taking these hits. He's kind of like cowering forward a little bit, but then he steps back up. He's looking, making these dead eyes at you. He makes him right back. He just stares him, unblinking nice. with this electric fury in his eyes. Nice. Is that it? Leave? That's all? Tentacles count as me downing them? Uh, Explain. I have a feat that allows me to, uh, as a bonus action, I can make another attack if I drop something Uh, HP to zero or if I crit. No, he still still has all uh, faculties of those. Okay, Uh, then that would be the end of my turn. That makes us to rips. I need a death save. It's not a it's not a D and D game if we don't get a death save. So let's go ahead and do that. You you want to you want to play hardcore rules here, dog? <laughs> you want you want to play some hardcore rules? Let's do it. All right, baby, above a fifteen. I like gambling. Oh, oh. <laughs> you rolled above a fifteen, like I actually did. I rolled a seventeen. Okay. That's a safety. Right. Yeah, yeah. You... And you only have to get a, a ten or higher, so you know you're you're in good hands. So oh, yeah, that's oh, yeah. yeah, that's one save. Uh, I Merrick. do start drowning next round. <laughs> uh, Merrick, inside the apparatus, you, you've you've had kind of like a, a six seconds to kind of look around and get you know some some ideas of the controls. What what do you want to do? Your your claws are facing the uh, opening, and you could see through the the little eye holes of this machine. Uh, this uh, this man starting to uh, tear people apart. So I've seen I've seen rips get knocked down. I've seen my beloved Terrigan get smacked around a whole bunch. Is is Terrigan down as well? Like she's he's just kind of floating away. Uh, <laughs> Leave me alone. Terrigan's kind of like hanging on to one of the the eight legs that are coming out, and like trying to stabilize himself and and kind of get get control. Not, All right. but still. Did I still take necrotic damage? Uh, yeah, it didn't come off the top of your your score or anything. So. Oh no no no! But if it's necrotic, like if you can see him, it's probably just like black veins, Ooh. super gross, not oh. looking good. I'm not a fan of this. Um, so I have a, a question for you there, uh, if you don't mind, Mr. DM. Yeah. Um, what I want to do, and I, I want to see if this is possible, I get two actions with these levers, correct? Yeah. I would like to push one of the levers forward to move myself over top of this creature and okay. pull the legs out from underneath so it drops down on top. Okay, so you want to kind of go up and forward. And crush. And then crush. Yeah. Uh, so, what do we want that to be? I don't know. Uh, I just want to kill it. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a strength check. We'll have this uh, this being do a strength check with disadvantage since it's got a uh, uh, Duratar in in front of his face, like distracting him. He's gonna do a strength check. Uh, we'll set the DC uh, like a 15. Like uh, this thing's yeah. uh, pretty heavy, I think. It's uh, five or six hundred pounds, I think. Yeah, so uh, enough to maybe just able to push away from it. That's what we're going for. So, but with disadvantage. Okay. 
Uh, we'll set that DC at 15. Let's see. Is this... Oh, he's got a decent straight. Uh, ooh, I rolled a three and a one. <laughs> so uh, that's a definite fail. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, so this thing starts to come down and crush on him. Um, let's see. We'll have... What do we think? Damage here? I don't even know how to do this. I just was so excited that it worked. All right. I'm going to roll 5d6 five, five Okay. Uh, as this thing is starting to crush. And I dropped one of my d6. Uh-oh. So, ooh. Uh, so that's 12, 17, 20. 22 points of bludgeoning damage as this apparatus kind of comes up and over Duratar's head. And you're kind of staring at it. And it comes over and then falls right in front of you and just kind of smashes this thing. Um, he's, he takes the damage, but he's able to kind of squirm off and out to the side. So it doesn't like crush him, but sure. it does do uh, a ton of damage more than, uh, I think we were expecting. So the, your two actions that you get in there, were moving those levers. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, from my reading of it. I, I hope okay. that I did that right. But no, I like it. it yeah, <laughs> it works. So everybody else around, you see this apparatus start to kind of breaking some of the rust out of its joints and the and the barnacles start to kind of break away and it rises up only to fall down on, on top of this person. Uh, Warwick, I believe there is a skeleton still at your feet. No, you smashed him. You got him with no, your No, I uh, smashed that on the That's right. Okay. So he did I the real big smack. Yeah, he did the real can big I smack. Can I see Rips? Like, how far is he? Uh, Rips, so uh, to paint the scene, we got the apparatus, we got Duratar, we got rips on the ground, kind of in a line to you. Uh, next to that, we have, next to Duratar, we have uh, Terrigan, kind of standing there like her stabilizer kind of went up and flew away. And then in front of Terrigan, next to the apparatus, is this uh, this uh, tentacled being. Cool. All within so, like uh, 25 feet of you. And you, rips is like 10 feet in front of you. I'll yeah, so I I'd be able to get the rips and stabilize them then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the first thing I do is I head over and just kind of okay. get them out of it and give me a you know, stand them up and dust them off. Yeah, give me a medicine check and because we don't have any healing potions or you no. don't have anything way to heal. Uh, fourteen. Yeah, fourteen. You're able to kind of like quickly assess his wounds and uh, stabilize him, so he doesn't have to make any death saves, but he is still unconscious, but stabilized. Cool. Yeah, so that, there's, I don't have any way to bring him up. So, all right, I'll say that's your bonus action. If you want, you still got an action. You can, uh, and you have you use ten feet of movement to get there. Uh, so, what's the closest thing to me? Is that big tentacle looking Ursula close to twenty yeah, feet from me? It's another yeah. ten feet uh, to your left. Okay, so I'm gonna, if I can, come out and come over and flank it. Okay. And yeah, so just... you're you're able to get, get around it, so you're flanked with the uh, the apparatus. Perfect. So I just want to start wailing on it, as I can see, like he's kind of got him crushed down, so he's kind of maybe lost lost focus and start going to start wailing. Yeah, on yeah. Him. He is his attention is like fully on this apparatus, trying to use its tentacles to kind of back away. Perfect. Um, any bonus for the flanking, or what's that? Bonus for flanking, or yeah, like uh, no, you can roll with advantage. Roll your attack right, with cool. advantage. That is a twenty-five. Definitely hits. So that's the first one. We'll roll that. That's nine. 
Uh, yeah, nine points of damage, okay. Yep. And then the second attack is a 26. Definitely hits. And 12. Okay. Yeah, you just slice it into this guy, and he is more focused on this apparatus, and he's one of its tentacles actually falls off and starts to float up. And the, yeah, he's kind of oozing black ink and, and bile just kind of like starting to come out of its body. Uh, any Anything else That's there? Two tentacles gone, right? Yeah. I think that's all I got. My bonus action okay. was stabilizing. Yep. I think we're good. All right. Ter- Terrigan, you are kind of settling yourself. You're seeing what's happening. You're seeing some of your, your party kind of get control of the situation a little bit. What do you want to do with your three points? Points I'm not. Is the thing within 30 feet? Uh, the apparatus or the, the bad guy, the big bad? Big bad person. Yeah, big. yeah. He's he is uh, like five, 10 feet in front of you as you are. You're kind of so if, if here's the apparatus, you're kind of kitty corner to it. And then the, the tentacle figured is ahead of you 10 feet. Okay. Work because uh, I'm a sun soul monk, but I get the radiant sun bolt. Uh, you gain a special attack with a range of 30 feet that uses your dex modifier and deals radiant damage equal to your martial arts die. Yeah. The attack action, you can spend one key point twice as a bonus action. Okay. So would that, is that going to work underwater? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, move, you move forward a little bit, get in melee with it. Go ahead. It's ranged, and I'm just going to... Oh, oh, so you don't have to move forward. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, it's ranged, and I'm not moving on purpose. Okay. Don't fuck me, I'm so scared. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, uh, that's, that's a 19. That hits. And then the second one... Uh, uh, 17. That hits. So both of those, just these, these sun bolts, like, uh, uh... A vision that should not be 100 feet underwater kind of breaks out in front of you. This radiant sun lights up twice out of your hand. It just lights up this body and then hits the side and just kind of explode and, and burst in front of his face. Uh, and that is... Damage. Radiant damage. Okay. How, mu- how much damage? Sorry. Eight. Eight radiant damage uh, uh, for both, or wait, eight, eleven, twelve, twelve points of radiant damage. Okay, twelve total on both of those hits. Both of them. Okay. And for my bonus action, I'm going to spend a key point. Going to do patient defense. Okay. So yeah, you uh, patient defense. You are now like arming yourself to uh, take on any attack. Oh. And that, that's my turn. Okay. So in front of this this being, it is going to start to bring its tentacles up and around the uh, the apparatus and try to like hold itself there. But it is going to take two great sword attacks as it unsheathes this great sword on its side. Two great sword attacks at uh, Duratar. 
Oh, that's a natural 20 on the first one. Good. And a Attacking the captain, I've done my job. Darutor, I might see you soon! <laughs> and a 7 and on the second one. Uh, you won't see that me. is the only way you will see me. Uh, you take because I am raging. Any uh, because of my third level totem, the bear. The only thing that gets past my damage reduction is psychic damage. Oh, all right. Damage that, that I take good. is cut in half. That is not this. This is uh, that's eight, eleven points of slashing damage, and rounded down to five. Okay. Five points of slashing damage. Give me a constitution saving throw. Oh no. Oh no. Constitution saving throw. <gasps> One of my best. Let's see. Is, is actually my, that's my second best throw. Now do I... I don't think I get advantage on this. Uh, because you're raging? I think that's only strength. Strength checks and saving throws. Nope, not constitution. Okay. So single roll... Come on. Okay, unnatural 20. Oh, yeah. Okay. You feel, like, as this slices into you, you feel the, the wounds start to crackle and kind of gets really cold, and it and your skin immediately starts to turn blue, but it, it almost as, as immediate as it turns blue, it fades away. You're able to, you're able to save. Um, to trick monster. Uh, Dur Duratar, it's your turn. I do not need your fancy magics. This attack. I'm going to reckless attack and activate my uh, gr my two-handed fighting feats special ability. I can take a minus five to hit to add plus ten to the damage of my attack. <laughs> do it. This is with advantage, but with a minus five. That is still really good. Is a 21 to hit. <laughs> yeah, that hits. Okay, so that is... Ooh, low on the dice, but that's fine. 1, 2, 3, 4, because rage, 5, 10. Okay, so that is 20 bludgeoning damage. Uh, I'm going to say it, guys. How do you want to do this? Yes! how he said I will fell you with this attack and he did you did real good you did good real good kill. kid kid. how do you want to do this Duratar is going to he's going to unstraddle that tentacle that he's been beating the crap out of he's going to grab it with both hands he's going to bring this guy as close as he can to him and with the force of him bringing him to him he's going to let go grab his maul, and like a baseball bat, just crack his skull open. Yeah, and as you do that, his hat comes flying off, and you see just this exposed uh, skull underneath that is, like, almost been picked clean. It's super, like, bleached white, and it's kind of gets down into more, like, skin and, and rot and barnacles, and he just kind of slow motion falls back, and he lands tentacles all six of the remaining kind of two of them slide off the apparatus and thud on the ground the other four just fall dust kind of comes up and down you guys are out of initiative okay uh and i immediately wanna... swim over to rips okay because we do have a spare potion 
Or potion uh, of water breathing into him. Okay. So yeah, you're Did able you to kind of like kind of work it down into his throat and, and down into and and we'll say that has like the slightest of healing properties. And he actually comes up with one hit point and he's he is he's uh, awake at that point. Medicine man, we still require your services. <laughs> <laughs> I share it. Ah! <laughs> um, Merrick would like to use this apparatus that he has to gingerly pick up Terrigan and just start to ascend towards the surface. Okay. Yeah, you kind of like... It doesn't really articulate this way, but we'll do it because rule of cool is awesome. You kind yeah. of like pick pick her up, pick him up in this throne and, and, and ascend... And you have to like use the other uh, claw to kind of break your way through and make the hole bigger. And you kind of use your your the feet to scuttle yourself up. And I imagine everybody else is following up to Our it. And Tyrion is just like, of course, don't let us hitch a ride. And he just <laughs> helps them up too. So yeah, you get you can maybe grab onto one of it as it's kind of fluttering you up. And you guys are able to get it up and. And with enough enough rigging and hoisting, you're able to get it up and onto the main deck of the ship. And you guys have successfully retrieved the the lost apparatus of the crab from Mordekainen's sunken ship at the bottom of the sea. Uh, well done, guys! You guys uh, made some quick work of uh, the, <laughs> that was the, fantastic. The uh, <laughs> the drowned master. Um, I was pretty sure we were all going to die. <laughs> well. Uh, Minus I spent, myself. <laughs> I spent the, uh, the the power moves early and got a couple of you down pretty quick. To, uh, I saw the fear in your eyes. Um, I was so, fine. I don't know about you guys. That was, that was good. Yeah, I, any fear you saw in my eyes was probably projected. <laughs> I I had lost four points and I hopped inside a tube and I was like, oh, this is lovely. Yeah, I live here yeah. now. <laughs> you got lucky. Uh, Duratar, you almost contracted Blue Rot. And uh, if... You know, if you have uh, Ghost of Salt Marsh, you can look that up in the appendix what Blue Rod is, but it is uh, lasting effects. But you guys are, you are clear. So uh, I want to say thank you guys. I, we powered through some technical difficulties. Uh, we made it happen. I'm sweating. I, it's 100 degrees in my room. I think, Cole, you're in the same boat. Uh, but I, I want to thank you for uh, hanging out on a weeknight. And I know we went a little long, but I appreciate you guys uh, playing and having a good time. Uh, I don't, DM the very often. <laughs> I don't DM very often and uh, this was a special one and you guys did great. Uh, who knows what's in store for the Danty Manty crew. We might have a reprisal. On, I hope uh, we do. I'll say uh, <laughs> just on behalf of everyone here, Chris, you know, you did a fantastic job. I really think that that was really well run. Really appreciate all Thanks, your hard work, everything you put into it. So fantastic overall, like really great. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate it. Uh, feedback uh, coming my way. You guys, again, you guys were awesome. Uh, with that, I, I don't have anything else to say. I mean, this this is the one-shot show at DadBot D&D. If you want in on it, join the Discord. Tell us you want in, uh, and you can, you can share a seat here at this table. Uh, thank you once again, everybody. Uh, we, I, I do. It is late, guys, so we should wrap this up. Uh, I Final thought. It. Say it, Doug. Final thought. Merrick, upon getting Terrigan back up to the surface and onto the boat, plants a big old kiss on him. Oh! <laughs> don't 
that's a that's a cliffhanger, guys. We definitely have to do round two. All uh, into the side of the boat. <laughs> triangle. Oh god. That's awesome. I no, love the it. the first part of this, that meme that's like, but ter- like the person has two hands. Terrigan <laughs> literally only has one hand. <laughs> It can't end any better than that, guys. I'm going to sign off. Thank you all. Thanks for everything. Appreciate it. I hope uh, Billy is in the chat ready to end the stream. Otherwise, we'll sit here.